So originally I was going to do this whole bit and I don't even want to go back through this intro again because I wrote it in a quick moment and now I've had to read it the second time. So we're not going to. That's Kevin. Hello. That's Neth. Hey. I'm fucking Gav, who is sweltering in the heat right now. Um, and today we've got returning guests for, I think, one of the first times we've ever had returning guests. Um, it's, of course, our actually our really, really good friends. Um, it is going to be Sephiroth. Hey, well, and I've been on the show multiple times. So Yes, you have, actually. You're, that's right. You've been on the show three times, I think, at this point. That seems right. Sounds about right. And uh, Villonic, uh, possibly known as Finely Aged Rage from some of our previous episodes that we've done with him. Hello. Yeah. Um, I, and we're going to do this whole thing where we're going to talk about the news and then we're going to dive into Shadowlands beta because three of the people that are currently on the show today um, uh, are currently in the beta. Uh, so here's an even bigger shit show than before. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hi, folks. How are you all? We're we're not robots. You're not robots. I'm tired of doing the Nashitar quest. Yo, same. I'm uh, and I'm sweaty. Um, I'd like to point. I would like to point out that Chris is not here this week because you know sometimes when people aren't here, someone forgets to point that out. Just I was going to point that out originally, but then I had to redo the whole fucking intro and I was just sick and tired of it because I was already starting to sweat. I was say he did point it out and then, you know, shit hit the fan. Yep. Oh, well. Hi, guys. How is everybody doing today? <laughs> Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Kevin is doing well. Excellent. Evan is being a dick, so that's he's of course he's doing well. I just uh, love how Akari is in our Twitch chat saying, turn on your fan. And he thinks that like I'm oppressing you somehow. You are. You tell me to turn the fucking fan off every time. Every week you tell me to turn the fan off. It's all it's picking up on the audio. It's picking up on the audio. And this better stay in the fucking show, by the way. This better stay in the fucking public <laughs> show. I just want people to know how shit Kevin treats me about this. Letting everybody know here. And, and, and he's <laughs> the only one who hears this, ma- this fan. Like, no one else hears the fan. I'm sure Vince will appreciate when he listens to the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, also, I don't have my push to, push to mute set up for uh, OBS. So, yeah, this is all, all my coughs and vapes are coming straight in on the stream. So, so you guys should be that. used to that. It's fine. They are. Um, <laughs> so last two weeks, um, it has been uh, interesting. Uh, like, of course, we don't have Ke- uh, Chris here with us this week. Uh, he is under the weather, and so he is uh, going to be out for the day. Um, he's he's not under the weather enough to yell at us on Twitch chat. 
Well, he's saying. literally also said that he is in bed and is not getting out of bed because he's feeling under the weather. So he's on his phone currently watching us and uh, harassing us from Twitch chat. So <laughs> hi, Chris. And we encourage all the harassment he wants uh, from his iPad. Oh, um, look at me. I have money. Look at me. I have an iPad. Um, okay, mm. so this show is already completely fucking derailed, and it's only going to get more derailed as I sweat through my shirt. Um, Kevin, what have you been up to the last two weeks, buddy? I've been doing meta achievements in the world of Warcraft. Hate yourself. Okay. Yep. Which meta achievements? The Mecha Dun, mostly, and the Crab Mount in Nashatar. Okay, and what have you been doing while you've been doing these meta achievements that you are choosing to do yourself? Um, I don't know. What she's asking for is bitching about it. <laughs> bitching nonstop oh about doing the thing that you're choosing to do. In fairness, Vil and I bitched a lot too. Um, I got my yes, vinyls done yesterday. Level. So you that was what? great. My vinyls done. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I don't have to do songs Wow, yeah. What a dick this guy is, just getting them super, super quickly. <laughs> I've got one blueprint left, and I've got three colors left, and that's it. Let's say if you get filament green paint really early, I'm probably going to have to drive down there and, uh, like, shit on your porch <laughs> or something. Hmm? Well, this show's already going swimmingly. Uh, hey, <laughs> Neff, what you been up to? Um, so I've been doing some of the WoW secret stuff. I finished Pathfinder 2 and I finally have flying. I'm so happy. Um, working on reps in general so that I finish up my Exalteds. And I've been playing a game called Sniper Elite 4, which apologies to my kid. Uh, it's Nutshot Simulator. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he found it on Game Pass and started playing it. And I was watching him play and I was like, ooh, this is all sniping. And he's like, yeah, it's the thing that you like best about Call of Duty. And I was like, let me try it. And I promptly took over the entire game and he hasn't played it since. <laughs> oh, my God. Those games are so fun. I don't remember. Was it Sniper Elite V2 where you actually had to shoot Hitler at the end of it. It's the one that I'm playing. It's the one that I'm playing. It's number four. (laughs) Oh, then they've added him back. If you actually shoot him in the nut, it shows that he only has one nut, which is historically accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, because anybody who's heard us talk about Call of Duty knows that I love playing Snipey Snipey. So this game is like all sniping all the time. And I'm very fucking happy. It's oops, all snipers. Yeah, it, it is very gratuitous. It is literally, it is love, literally the X-ray thing. It's so morbid and awesome. <laughs> which is funny because, like, the original Sniper Elite games were sort of viewed as kind of like shovelware-ish, kind of, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Yep, you get analogy. extra EXP for testicle shots. Uh, yes, actually, you do. Yes, you, you do. do. <laughs> you get extra if you if you trigger what's called an X-ray shot. You get bonus EXP for it. And x-ray shots trigger like if you hit someone dead with their kidneys or their brain or their nuts through their or whatever eye, through their temple um like straight through their spinal column in their neck um through their lungs gross oh it's it's, it's, it's disgusting but it's, it's awesome it's like getting an x-ray an x-ray attack in mortal Kombat. there you go that's a very good comparison mm-hmm. where it's a crushing blow kind of deal 
Um, so, but yeah, no, it's really interesting because they were the first sniper elite game was basically shovelware. It was a lot like Earth Defense Force, but it has gotten a cult following, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. Just like Earth Defense Force has a cult following, yep. despite being Japanese shovelware. Yeah, it's honestly, it's not anything I would ever pick, like pulled down to download or anything. But once I started watching it, I was like, oh my god, it's all sniping! Give me the fucking controller. <laughs> It is neat because you get to do you get to do fun things like you time like next to a bro like you kick a generator so the generator breaks and makes a lot of noise and then you time your snipes with the yeah. generator backfiring. Yeah, um, or when the planes are flying overhead, um, it it gives you noise coverage for firing shots and um, you know like there's different challenge like the the map that I'm on right now, you have to kill five different officers. And one of the challenges is instead of shooting them, you have to kill them with a tripwire mine, which involves you have to set it up and then you have to get them to that area and get them to walk across the wire, which isn't always easy because they have weird as hell patrols. But like, just I like stuff like that. So I'm having stupid fun with it. Well, there you go. Gav, um, what have you been up to for the past couple weeks? You shut the fuck up. You're a guest, not a host, motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> you can't ask yourself the question. That's just stupid. No, he just usually just goes last naturally. I usually just go last. But yeah, no, I just I finished up Pathfinder in two days. Um, I did Pathfinder 2 in two days. It wasn't that hard. Mechagon and Najatar, and I'll never go back again. I mean, I don't blame you. Absolutely never going back again. Um, but besides that, um, I started up a couple of other characters that I may level the max before the expansion. I don't know. Um, started up a paladin. We got a demon hunter, a DK, and of course the priest that we were all kind of leveling as a group that everybody kind of bypassed. Yeah, I mean, uh, level sync, we can always go back. Level sync always goes back. Yeah, I'm up to 80 now on the priest, so I'm getting ready to start doing um, mop, I think. Yeah, mop and um, kata. Mop and kata, and it's probably going to be mop, more than likely. Hijal's pretty quick. Dungeon-wise, I would definitely do mop dungeons. Though. Yeah, over the uh, kata ones, yeah. Definitely 100%. The kata ones were very long in the beginning, like the leveling ones. Um, but besides that, not a whole lot. Uh, I haven't played a lot of Hearthstone recently. Um, just no reason, really. Just haven't played a lot of Hearthstone. And besides that, I played a little bit of Among Us, amongst the group. And I played a couple of games of Dota with Kevin and Elby last night, and we were all terrible. Absolutely terrible. We were all dog shit. Were you terrible or is the game terrible? Uh, the three of us were all playing like dog shit. Okay, so the game's terrible. Gotcha. Game is terrible. Yes. Yes. It's 100%. just like Heroes, but it takes twice as long to lose. Um, I don't think that's a metric you're supposed to use, but okay. That's, <laughs> that's not a usual metric for the game, but okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Mercy. Um, so, yeah. I haven't been doing a whole lot myself personally. Um, now, talky McTalky face jumping in and taking my fucking lines. What have you been up to? I've been prepping for Shadowlands. That's that's pretty much it. We play. I played Among Us with you guys a couple times, but it's it's been all prep for Shadowlands. Figuring out the main, getting characters leveled, narrowing down what I want to do. We that did do was, some WoW secrets. 
Now, that's because you want to do higher tier rating, right? Correct. I am very interested in potentially doing higher tier rating. So I want to have two solid characters, um, depending on what's needed, and kind of going from there. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I know you've just you've yeah, you've been pretty, pretty deep on the uh, prep train. Yep, it's uh, it's not fun. I, I'm very sick of the Najatar stuff and having to go to each of the individual alliance zones to unlock the war campaign. So then I can go to Najatar and then got to do the cloak and oh, fuck off. Yeah, that's always really fun. Um, so to kind of speed through this, since we're a little bit behind at the moment, uh, Vil hasn't been doing anything. Absolutely nothing. Correct. Nothing at all. <laughs> what have you been up to, Vil? Uh, pretty much the same as Seth. Just uh, a lot of Shadowlands prep, leveling characters, uh, doing a lot of beta testing. Um, yeah, that's mostly it. You know, playing, playing Among Us with, with you guys occasionally. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and don't uh-huh. forget the shady wish you've been doing. Yeah, also helping out with the shady wish uh, uh-huh. once a week or so, which has uh, been fun. Yeah, um, we'll talk a little bit more about the shady wish stuff uh, for like the third week in a row uh, in just a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, that's been a really uh, it's been a really good thing that I've been watching y'all do, and it's been fantastic. I think they've raised what three thousand dollars, I think. Yeah, just about, if not. Over that point, uh, I think it was around twenty eight hundred. I want to uh, say like last I saw it was like twenty eight. Yeah, well, I want to yeah. say like the last I saw it was like twenty six, twenty eight, something like that. And keep in mind, their original goal was only like two k, and then they hit it. So they've been like gradually bumping up the goal because people like to watch bars fill. So. Yeah, people love to watch bars fill. That's why you know people love to play healers. People are weird. People are weird. I know. Um, so besides that, um, as a group, we've not been really doing too much. Uh, we've just been kind of playing some games. So that's that. Um, hey, let's go to the never-ending void that is our listener feedback. Okay. It's a void. It's a void. Except for shout-outs. Except for a couple of shout-outs. Um, so... Um, we are, of course, going to be talking a little bit about Shady Wish. You've all have heard it a million times. Chris isn't here, and Chris usually runs the Shady Wish stuff. Uh, 2100, okay. Um, Chris just corrected us in the thing. Uh, 2100 on the donations alone. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, so Shady Wish, of course, is a charity push that is being uh, done by the Outcasts, which is a guild on Area 52 North America servers. Um, it is in honor of one of their fallen guildmates. Uh, they lost one of their guildmates last year, um, in 2019, I believe. Correct? Yeah, That's 2019. Correct. Yeah, they lost one of their good, very good friends, and then one of their guildmates in 2019. So they've been doing this charity push for the uh, Miami Humane Society, or is it Tampa Miami Humane Society? Tampa, I think. Tampa. It's Tampa. The Tampa yeah, it's the Tampa Humane Society. Um, they have a wonderful shirt available for purchase, uh, and they have been doing these fantastic uh, heroic Nazoth runs uh, to help people get their mounts. And they are doing like 120 mounts a week or so, something like that. Yeah, a little bit more this week, I think, but right around there is the goal. Yeah, so they've been doing a, they've been doing a shitload of mounts, and they've been getting people a shitload of mounts. So. Uh, 
absolutely wonderful group of people. Uh, there is going to be a wonderful little bumper that is going to be going up in just a little bit uh, for the podcast folks. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're going to go ahead and set that up. And that's going to be going in here. Hey there, I'm Nick, or Nah for short. My guild, the Outcasts on Area 52, are planning to run a charity event that we're calling Shady Wish, in honor of our guildie Shady, who sadly passed away in 2019. This is the second charity event the Outcasts have done, as we did the same for a guildie named Egon in 2016. His event, as some of you may remember, was called Musa Wish and raised over $6,000 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which was donated in his memory. Shady loved animals, and we felt it only appropriate that this event raise funds for a charity he would have loved to support. And so, we are carrying people through Heroic Nazoth to help bring attention to our fundraising efforts. Keep an eye out on r slash wow subreddit for the upcoming post with all the relevant information, and I hope to see you in there. Once again, the charity is going. Uh, the charity push is uh, Shady Wish, and it is supporting the Tampa Humane Society. So, fantastic cause, fantastic group of people. Uh, give them a shout out. Uh, yeah, wonderful group. Stop in the stream. They, I mean, they love to see people coming in and just enjoying the event. Yeah, they. they uh, I believe uh, we'll link Gretham in there. I think he's the one that's been doing the streaming stuff for them for the event. So, and they've oh, also yeah, correct. They've also started doing one Jaina mount or one Jaina run every week too. Yep, they do. A, they've been doing a Jaina run for the last couple of weeks for Mythic Jaina for her mount. So, I just noticed Snowy said that he uh, ordered his T-shirt. Yep. So awesome! Thank you very Thank much, you. Snowy. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, so also we've got uh, one other thing. Uh, we love to hear from y'all we love to talk to you all we love to know what's going on with y'all so uh we just wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to our buddy uh from the show uh in in discord patty cakes uh who just finished mythic is off so hey congrats hey congrats congratulations congratulations you are officially better at wow than the entire azeroth coast coast team didn't really that hard bro no chris did not finish mythic Yeah, um, <laughs> better than the entire Azeroth Coast to Coast team. Um, I think Vil beat you on it. Vil beat you there, but uh, you know what? Vil is uh, Vil's a person, so. Yeah, it was nice. I didn't say Since anything. when? <laughs> it's Vil, weird, dude. Vil, I was trying to be nice. I was going to say Vil isn't people, so he doesn't count, so. Wow. Yeah, when was Chris ever a Mythic Raider? He he used to be a mythic raider. He's too lazy for it nowadays, though. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, um, so just awesome way to go. Uh, we love to hear when y'all do something awesome in game. So, way to go, patty cakes. Um. So, Kevin, your shit. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. We have listeners of the show from across the world, and people listen from the U.S., Canada, U.K. Russia and Sweden over the past month or so. Sweden? Sweden. Bork, bork, bork. Bork, 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 bork. They're mostly Chris's guildmates, we think. Uh, I think he said that no, they're not. I think he said no at some point. Um, so, bork, bork, fork, fork. <laughs> Put the chicken in the pot. 
What did chicken eat to put? Yeah, it's not Chris's sweets. So uh, he is he is here in spirit in Twitch chat with us. So we're we're commentating with that. Um, Quay. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So I think it's going to cover our listener feedback section for the week. We've got a lot of news to kind of go over. There's a lot of stuff going on. It seems like it's not much, but there's actually a lot of stuff going on. It's getting to be um, that time of year. It's getting to be that time of year. Yeah, it's getting to be that Q4 push. Um, so we're going to see a lot of news coming out soon. Um, so at this point, we have seen three of the Afterlives shorts. There's one more Revendreth, and that's it? Correct. Because they're not doing one for the Maw, right? As far as we know, no. Okay. So uh, as far as we know, we have one more Afterlives short coming out. but. So far, the three Afterlife short we've seen have been Bastion, which features Arthas and Uther. Amazing. Honestly, I think they should have ended with that one, not led with that one, personally. I think they're they're trying to go... The way you follow the story for your level up is how they're doing the the shorts. Which I get, but yeah, the... Which I get. Yeah. Yeah. People were complaining about uh, Maldraxxus not being as impactful. Dude, it was still amazing. It was still amazing, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, so far they have done Bastion, which features um, Uther and Arthas, and um, the system is broken. Um, we have also seen Maldraxxus, which features Draka, uh, who is Thrall's mama. And we've now just recently, I think it was two days ago? Maybe yesterday. Um, we've now gotten Arden Wield as well. Oh, um, my heart. Uh, was that Thursday, I believe? Yeah, I want to say it was Thursday, so like two days ago. Um, yeah, so we've gotten Maldra- We've gotten Ardenweald at this point, which tells, which kind of frames the story of Ardenweald. Um, in if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It's fantastic. You've got to go ahead and tell you to. Go ahead and it, we'll just it, pause it, the podcast right now and go watch it. It's if I will warn minutes. you, if at all, if you are all a sook, have tissues. Just saying. Yeah. So um, if you haven't watched it, go watch it because I'm going to talk about it real quick. Um, so Ursok is dead, dead for real, real. Oh, my heart. Ursok Man, is dead, dead. jumping right into that one. Jump straight into that one. Um, so Ursok, if you don't remember, was the giant bear who got corrupted by Xavius and uh, Ilganoth during the Emerald Nightmare raid in Legion. Um, he was a primal spirit. Um, I don't think he was wild god. Was he a wild god? Ooh. I don't think he was a wild god. I don't think he was a wild god. I think he was just a spirit of the forest. He was a wild god. Okay, so Carrie is confirming for me. Yeah, he was a wild god, yes. So Ursok was one of the wild gods, which are these primal forces. Uh, uh, Carrie specifies a primal spirit is a loa. Yeah, a primal. The wild gods are a primal force of nature, whereas the primal spirits are loas. It's I'm English much good. Um, TLDR: Ursok got corrupted by the Emerald Nightmare and by Xavius and by the old gods, and we had to put his ass down. Um, and so we found out what happened to him because he died before, which actually, by the way, adds another tick onto the timeline for when the machinery of death shuts down. BTW. Um, 
because this is something Chris and I have been talking very, very, uh, very extensively about. So this adds another like hard point on it where we know that Ursok went to where he was supposed to be, which was Ardenweald. Um, so Ursok dies and dude bro, puck looking motherfucker, uh, puts him into a seed pod to germinate because he's a grove tender. And he's tending his grove of souls so that they may return one day. Um, and then eventually the anima drought happens. And yeah, he's forced to give up his souls to help Ardenweald, the tree of Ardenweald, stay alive. And Ursok dies, dies for real, real. Oh, my heart. Um, it is not for play play. Not for play not play. It's for, for play real, play. It is a hundred percent for real real and not for play play. A hundred percent. Um, so we I mean that doesn't yeah. <laughs> that uh, for real. <laughs> nice. For real. So it does we don't know. Ursoc may come back in some form. We don't know what happens when the anima returns. We don't know. So they may like they may left field us later in the expansion and Ursoc comes back and he's a battle pet or something. I they don't know. would never do anything like that. Never, ever do anything like that. Ever. Never. Blizzard is very committed to killing their characters and keeping them dead. <clears throat> Not an old God expansion. What? Huh? What? Huh? Um, so we've gotten three really interesting stories about parts of the Shadowland at this time. Um, at this point. So we've gotten the story of Naldraxxus. We've gotten the story of the civil war happening um, in Dracas during the afterlives from Naldraxxus. Um, we see that there is a lot of backstabbing and stuff going on. This story is going to be awesome. I can't, I can't wait to see what they do with the, the Revendreth one. It's yeah. it, They could do so much with it and it could just... Ugh. I mean, Revendreth has Kael'thas and... Who else is in Revendreth? Is Edgar Allan Poe in Revendreth? Yes, he is. He's Nevermore. actually the uh, titular character there. Yes. <laughs> so we we I believe it's Kael'thas, and I want to say there's one or two other people, like known characters that are in Revendreth, if I remember correctly. Yeah, possibly Garrosh. Yeah. So um, Garrosh turned into an emo vampire. <laughs> Yep, that's going to be hilarious. Can I invite him <laughs> to the Techni Vampire Party? Oh, God. Yeah. So we've got a lot of really interesting stuff going on there with the afterlife stuff. They've, I think they've done a really good job. I think that them doing the animatics is... I think they've finally like gotten the animatic style really down at this point. I, I didn't feel that strongly about the BFA animatics besides um, Daughter of the Sea. See, and I really liked I liked the Daughter of the Sea, but my favorite was the Ashara one. The Ashara one was good. I'm not going to deny that. No, I'm not going to deny that in the slightest. Um, but I think Daughter of the Sea was just like very good. I enjoyed Daughter of the Sea. Yeah, Daughter of the Sea was fantastic. And I think a I lot have... of it was just because of the musical styling. Yeah. Are, are we getting a musical for this expansion? No, we probably are not. No, we're getting a vampire sexy party. <laughs> Featuring Laura Bailey singing. Uh, that was Daughter of the Sea. She did the vocal 
capture. She is Jane is voice actress, and she also did. Is the she vocal. doing the vampire sex party? Probably not. Okay. Probably not. I would guess. Um, but I think that it really. I I I hope we get an over a little bit more stuff in the Revan dress, and I think we get a little bit more information, and I cannot wait. Um, so if you like the lore stuff, it is fantastic. Uh, Even if you don't, they're just great animations. It's it's good animatics. They I I think that these current ones that they're doing for this rather than the BFA ones, the BFA ones told a good story, but it was a disparate story. I think that the ones that they've done so far for Shadowlands are connected well enough that it is really good. Do you think they would ever do like an actual anime? Animation? Yeah. Uh, probably not. And traditional animation is very expensive. I think they would try and do more like basically machinima with their own in-house tools. Mm-hmm. Which they do all the time. Like anything in-game is all in-game usually. It's using in-game and engine-based assets. Generally. Which I think, if I remember correctly, the first one for that was Wrathgate. Oh, Wrathgate. I remember that. Yeah, and then they until got rid of it, it. Until they, you know never did anything with it beyond that so every time i flew by there it was just screaming it's it, it's trauma ah, at that point ah, ah. <laughs> no that was legitimately if you fly it, I know, it, it, but i like what Seth said it's, it's trauma at that point because it really fucking is you fly over and everybody's just like screaming in terror there's plague everywhere there's fucking dragon fire everybody's burned to a crisp and they're screaming yeah, it's it's just trauma at that point. It's like, all right, come on, give these guys a break. Let just let's okay. calm this down. Let's, let's just... Either let the poor people die or something. I mean, Bring in the healers. For, they've been suffering for what ten years now. Yeah, <laughs> like let the let let them go. Um. So yeah, but uh, besides that, we do also have some other stuff going on in World of Warcraft. Um. Uh. Does anybody know what the options for this next one is? Because I don't. Yep. Remember. I have it pulled up. So Blizzard is letting us vote on what our mount is, what mount we're going to get in Shadowlands. Um, currently winning is the Wandering Ancient. Second place is Gooey Slime Saber. Third place is Curious Cat- Caterpillar. Fourth place is Soaring Spell Tome. And fifth place is Nerubian Swarmer. Okay, I am honestly surprised that the swarmer is that low because i know so many people who said that that's what they were voting for hell yes seth being one of them that shocks me i'm not surprised that wandering ancient is in first yeah no i'm I'm honestly saber kitty or the the nerubian swarmer that's what i wanted i my vote is in second i i wanted i wanted i wanted a flying book or so did i i wanted a flying book or a goo cat I, I 100% want the Goo Cat. I really, really hope that it like somehow makes a comeback over the Wandering Ancient because, you know, as much as it would like make my little Lord of the Rings nerd happy to ride around on an Ent, it's a gooey saber cat. Come on. I mean, I yep. liked I liked a lot of the because everybody because they haven't shown us what these what these things would look like. So there's been a lot of like. And creations and i like the one where you're writing inside of it because it's absorbed you well but also there there <laughs> is actually a pet that has been found that is basically the kitten version of this thing and 
the pet is adorable. And if the mount looked like a grown-up version of that adorable pet, I would just be so happy. I just want if a mount won. to eat me and carry me around and I can see myself <laughs> inside of the mount. And then the rest of them should end up on the store anyway, so that way if you really wanted one, you can buy it. Yes, 100%. You know, off, off, I would be okay. I would be totally okay with that because then if you really, really wanted the caterpillar or the swarmer, <laughs> then you still have a chance to get the one that you had your heart set on. What color is the goo on this gooey slime saber? We don't know. Probably green, more than likely. Most, yeah, most likely given that it's coming from slime, slime pools of Plaguefall, probably green. Right. Probably green. Because I was like neon green. I was saying that could go really bad. Ah, Kevin, 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 Kevin. Ew. I understand immediately Kevin. where he was going with that, Kevin. <laughs> Let's Kevin. apologize to all of our listeners for Kevin. Ew. Gooey. You were thinking it. Ew, you just made it worse. Stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Twitch, can you just strike us down, please? Please. <laughs> Next, uh, next one is two pre-patches for Shadowlands. Uh, yeah, there are going to be two pre-patches. I have no fucking clue about this. Somebody better. Somebody better um, prepared. Basically, this is the first time that they've really ever split off the development. There's one team finishing up the what's going to be the Shadowlands pre-patch, while the other team is still hard at work on the other stuff. So that way they're not pulling development time. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and again, it, it helps refine certain things that don't, I don't want to say don't matter in the beta, but like the leveling experience and stuff like that doesn't necessarily matter in the beta yeah. right now, um, as opposed to making sure everything else is working correctly. So they have two separate teams working on it, as far as I am aware. Well, that's good. Okay. I thought there was going to be like two phases too. Like there was going to be like one phase and then like a next phase as you get closer to Shadowlands. Uh, I believe it is going to be a staggered release, but I cannot confirm nor deny that. Okay. Like you'll get more quests as the pre patch event continues on. So I, I it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, some people have talked about have talked about the scourge pre invasion thing not being quite as fun it was horrible i don't understand why people want it to come back i just like griefing people exactly <laughs> i'm the kind of person who will enjoy sitting on top of a a very core quest giver and infecting people with the with the zombie virus but i'm an asshole <sighs> <laughs> makes sense so dk and d uh, DH squishes. Okay, so it's a whole article. I'm just going to pull out the important parts. So everybody <laughs> knows that the level squish is coming. So after the level squish, Death Knights and Demon Hunters will start at level 8. Okay? The exception is, is if you have made the character before the squish happens, and so Death Knights currently start at 55 and Demon Hunters at 98. When the squish happens, they will squish to 27 and 39, respectively. So instead of, so if you're thinking of leveling one, make the character now, let the squish happen, and then you've already got a whole bunch of levels that are already in for people who really hate leveling 
all all characters like me. Yes, so, and the other exception to that is if you do an allied race, mm-hmm. Death Knight, it starts at ten. You yep. basically just skip over the starting area. Yep. Right. Exactly. Because I just did my Pretty Zandalari. Because cool. I just did my Zandalari uh, Death Knight, and yeah, he you you go straight to the Frozen Throne, and you're just like, yo, deuces, Bolvar, and you go straight to Orgamar. Yep. No RP event, nothing. And I know, yep. like. 31 or what is it 19 levels doesn't really seem like a lot but for someone who really hates leveling alts yep. that's that's a chunk of time that you don't have to invest so yep yep, yep. Yay. So I, I will tell you i have been working a little bit on my demon hunter so by the way with full heirlooms uh you end up at 105 um and i'm not even done with the dh uh starting areas i'm at 105 currently Nice. Which is like, I may be able to just do like a single zone of Legion and then go straight to BFA. Wow. I don't even know if you'll have to do a whole a whole zone. I mean, I'm in the vault currently, so I'm almost done, but I think I may be up to 106 before I'm done with it. I may be close to 106. So, yeah. Um, I will tell you that I found a really fun bug while I was working on my Demon Hunter yesterday. Oh, was- what? I was in the vault on retail. Um, I was in the vault and I was doing the Rise of the Illidari quest where after you've been awoken by Maev, you have to go break out the other named demon hunters. Um, So if you go up to one of the vaults and I'm impatient, so I spam click everything. I spam click the vault and all eight of the named demon hunters rolled out of it like a fucking clown car. (laughs) (laughs) What? I clicked a single vault eight times, eight or ten times, and all eight of the named demon hunters ran out of it. <laughs> all their voice lines went off at the same time. All of their chat emotes in, in the oh world God, went off at the exact same time. All of it happened at the same time. But it only counted for a single prison cell. So I had to go God find the it. others. So I had to go find the other seven cells and open them, and they were dead fucking empty. Oh my God, that's awesome. I reported that as a bug. I reported that one as a bug because that was probably not how that's intended to go. I'm oh. just picturing a clown car full of demon hunters and everyone <laughs> getting poked with each other's horns and wings <laughs> everywhere. Baby elephant. One of them coughs and their eye beams go off. And we have a show name. Demon Hunter Clown Car. Yeah. All right, we got a good show title today. Um, so the login screen and the title music is now is now live for the on the uh, beta or on the PTR. Hold on, why why are we naming a demon hunter Earl? <laughs> that just sounds way too redneck what? to be a freaking demon hunter. <laughs> My name is Earl, and I'm from I'm from Silver Moon. Hey man, check out these eye beams. This shit's cool. Here, hold my <laughs> hold my beer. Let me show you what a metamorphosis really looks like, you pussy. I'll show God. you how to grill a steak. <laughs> it's it's not live. It's been datamined. It's been datamined. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I was trying to stop laughing so that I can Earl. actually talk. <laughs> Earl the Earl the Demon Hunter. Somebody's got to name a demon hunter Earl now. I kind of good luck getting like names that short anymore. Good luck getting Earl as demon hunter. Yeah, you just throw a special character in there. (laughs) 
I do have to say, I think it's absolutely stunning. The uh, it's <laughs> the, okay, the but I think Seth, were you and I the ones that were talking about it? Where What's it's that? oh no, it was, it was LB and I that were talking about it. Where it's like it's kind of a jarring shift in music. Oh, I was talking about the login screen. I. I oh, the login screen's fantastic. I haven't the listened to the music yet. I will be honest about that, but I I think the login screen image is just really cool. It, it's such, it's such really a cool good. view. Yeah, I'll one hundred percent agree. the The view is really good, but the music. Elby and I were talking about this yesterday, and the music is kind of jarring. It's a huge shift. Like it starts with this sort of like warlords of Drainer tribal sort of drum kind of deal. And then it just shifts into this sort of melodic kind of higher tier, like less tribal, less uh, less primal. Chris, didn't says, you say they got a a new sound director? Um, I'm not sure. Not sure off the top of my head. Chris says he loves the music. It's a massive shift, but it's a great track. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I think LB and I were were comparing it to later seasons of DS9. How the how the opening track shifted really heavily during the later seasons of DS9. Do you do you think it has anything to do with like the four different areas of the Shadowlands? Like maybe there's a piece of the music that goes I mean, with each of the different zones? I don't know about like the tribal sound. Like I don't think the tribal sound really cuz it's like it's very it's very Witcher Witcher 3 where it's like a lot of drums and sort of like chants and shouts. And then it just like shifts over to this more sort of like symphonic kind of orchestral sound. Oh, by the way, our chat saying that, yes, there is a new sound director. Well, not our chat, Carrie himself. Carrie. Well, I don't know if he wants to be outed. He's as the person who's saying this. Saying it in a public <laughs> Twitch thing. Saying it in a public Twitch channel. So Weirdo? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, does anybody else have any sort of input on that kind of thing? Like, I think it's kind of like a jarring shift personally, but I don't think it doesn't work. Not going to lie. I, I generally don't look at things like that beforehand because the login screen doesn't necessarily matter to me. Like I'll see it when I see it. That's fair. That's fair. There's a skeletal dragon. There's a lot of skeletal dragons in the login screen. Yeah, that's Is this the first too? time they've had anything animated in the login no. screen? No? No, they've, uh, Deathwing was animated-ish, a little bit. Yep, and I think, wasn't, didn't Wrath have a little Wrath animation? Wrath had some animation. Wrath had animation, and, oh, Kata did as well too, yeah. Well, yeah, that was Deathwing. Yeah, that was Deathwing, so yeah, so Wrath and Kata definitely had animation in there. Um, there was some very subtle animation in the original Dark Portal, um... Yep, the Legion Dark Portal had some animation to it. Um, Wad, I don't remember because that was trash. I don't think. Well, <laughs> even even Burning Crusade didn't Burning Crusade. It wasn't like just the portal was slightly moving, wasn't it? Basically, yeah, the portal slightly shifted. That was about it. Uh, but yeah, no, they've had animation in almost every. Okay, well, one. even BFA had some animation, but it's very subtle. It's not it's, like yeah, it's very subtle. It's, it doesn't it's not always like in your face, but it's yeah, it's typically they have some subtle animation in there. And in Legion, you had two demons guarding the portal with smiley faces on their kneecaps. Mm hmm. Yes, you did. And, and once happened. you saw it, you could never unsee it. 
<laughs> this like, is also true. <laughs> just like the arrow in FedEx and the smile in Amazon from A to Z. Uh, what's our next news story? Uh, somebody added the development update for the Road to Shadowlands. Don't know who okay. did that. It was not me. I added it because we wanted to talk about the Covenants. They wrote like a novel on this. Yes, and if there you add it post. in after, if you add it in after we 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 finalize show notes and start recording, it doesn't help because no, no one has a chance to read it. Listen, Basic... honey, we talked about it ahead of time. Yeah, that we did. Uh, they kind of doubled down on the whole covenant thing. Mm-hmm. And backpedal is the word I would well, use. That. Let, no, let's start down. off with what was the controversy to begin with? Um, so it's not being locked into a covenant is basically the core of it. It's like, not being locked into a covenant. Most people don't have an issue with being locked into a covenant. The issue most people are having is that there is player power tied to your covenant and how that your covenant affects your character's actual power not the stories not necessarily the cosmetics it's how it is physically affecting the power of your character and that certain ones would be better than others if you were doing mythic raiding or something well it actually goes even further than that because some of the covenants have so I mean, to understand the system, right, there are like potency conduits and I mean, there's there's three different types of conduits. There's DPS sort of utility and and protection. Right. And some of the covenants get their DPS conduits earlier in the tree than some of the other covenants. So, you know, at least cutting edge sort of mythic raiders might have to consider, well, maybe I do actually need to take this covenant because i can get more power early and then spend time once you know once we're far enough into the expansion then switch covenants and spend time uh gearing up the one that might actually be better for my class or that i would rather play yeah i'm i'm gonna take the covenant that interests me i'm on your average player that's what you should do the average player this is way way above the average player it really is this is a very niche situation depending on how you play and i 100 percent agree with that it is a very niche situation but it is a situation that it, it concerns a lot of people yeah I, I, and that's the thing is that yes the the, the, the mythic community is what one two percent of the total population but it is a niche problem and it is a problem that does exist so uh, well, i mean all right, all right. So is it, but is it really a niche problem? So the top one or two percent tend to dictate a great deal of what the other, let's say, top fifty percent do. Right? Yes. And which that's I that's have, the big issue. Which yeah. I've always had a problem with and I've never been shy about talking about. But yeah, it's like I get what you're saying. Yeah, and we've had this conversation. I believe Bill and I have had it. I believe you and I have had it, Gab. It's mm-hmm. if if you're if you have the chance to read a guide to figure something out, the meta does not fucking apply to you. Mm-hmm. you the people that that applies to are the people that are writing those guides because mm-hmm. that's where they are at. But the problem is your average player or players that do their research on stuff like that, they see the meta and that is the accepted norm. Mm-hmm. And whether, how- whether you like that <laughs> or not, that's the reality of where World of Warcraft is. And will always be that will never change. It is too late. 
Oh, it's changed multiple times in the past, but at the current state that it's in, yes, it is kind of locked into the 1% are dictating what goes on with the rest of the population. That is How correct. long is it going to take to unlock these covenant trees? Are you saying like it's Weeks. a long process? It's a, it's many, a many, many process. You can't just like bang it out and be at max level before no, a rating um, starts. Your covenants are dictated by your renown, and you are capped with how much renown you can get a week because they don't want people doing the necklace grind, the weapon artifact grind again. Okay. So, yes, it is very much this is going to be time gated. There's nothing you can do to speed past it. L O L. I'm going to slap that teacup out your hand, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so love you okay so uh, there there was also some changes to tour gas progression yeah yes and you guys like i think everybody kind of knew based on like even watching your stream that it seemed like an excessive amount of quests to unlock tour like endless tour right two six floors so was... go back to arbos two six floors run to yeah. the mod two six floors Go somewhere else. It, exactly. It it was you had to do six floors, I think six times, to unlock the final version of Torghast. And the the content in between is just I mean, it like it doesn't matter. It only takes a minute to go back to town and then come back, but like there's no like <laughs> there was no point to it, right? It was like you just go, okay, well, you rescued X, go here and talk to, you know, this person. Okay. It'd take thirty seconds if you can mount in the mall. Which you can do now. Oh, wait, I did it this you? morning. You can. Really? Oh, yeah. thank God. Thank God they added that. I like seriously, that was one of the most painful things, especially when you're running around with Akari who's in fucking shaman form and zipping around as a little dinosaur self running super fast. <laughs> yeah, thankfully that Here's was changed. Thank something. you. Thank you. Thank you. It, I think it's definitely still bugged. I'm actually in beta currently. And when I zoned into the maw, I was mounted. <laughs> and now I cannot mount. It says your mount ignores your call. So I think there are some bugs that are still going on, but that's to be expected because still you lied beta, to us. Things, <laughs> beta things. I mean, I was on the look, I'm looking at people right now on their mounts. Okay. <laughs> They're hacking. Report them, please. They're hacking. Can I report all these people? Is that going to get me in trouble? Cheaters. Shameful, so, shameful, shameful. so it took it took a lot of quests <laughs> to unlock Torghast, and it looks like they're changing that on the latest patch. Well, on beta. you still have to do the quests, but it's not required for like the endless Torghast and stuff like that. So you don't have to just back to back to back to back to back to back to be done with it and do the other stuff. Okay. Is there a benefit to getting to the endless Torghast earlier, or was Fun. it just? Fun, yeah, fun, <laughs> cosmetics, <laughs> challenges, things like that. Fun detected. Must exactly. eradicate fun. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am probably going to spend a ridiculous amount of time at Torghast because I find it really, really fun. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Torp. Uh, I, I don't know because I'm not in, so. <laughs> There's also a note scrub. here about um, alt leveling. And they said that some people didn't like to pick their covenant right away when they logged into an alt and they wanted to test drive the other abilities first. Sure. So now you'll have an option to do like a story mode or jump straight to picking your covenant 
Correct. on your alt character. How it works currently, well, I guess how it worked before, I believe this is that's already been implemented. Um, your first character, you have to follow the storyline, like to the point that you cannot finalize your covenant choices until you finish the main story of Shadowlands. After you finished it, then you can go pick your covenant. So, like, even if you hit 60 at the very start of the last zone, you still had to finish the story before they would allow you to choose your covenant because they want you to test it. They want you to see what's going on. They want you to use your abilities. And then you make your decision. Well, when you rolled an alt, you were in Oribos and you could just pick your covenant right away. So if you wanted to be, if you started your death night and you knew you were going to be Ardenweald, you start Ardenweald and you go from there. Uh, a lot of people were like, well, but then I don't really get to test my abilities. I want to do the story again, et cetera, et cetera. So they were like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll basically give you the option to do that if you want it. Which is fair. I think that's a good way of doing it. 100%. Especially with how they're changing the lower levels, like leveling-wise. I think that is an amazing change. Props to them for that. My only question would be um, whether or not someone can answer this. I don't know. Um is if you choose to pick your covenant right away on your alt, can you still go through the main story, or are those quests just dead and gone to you, never see them again? That's that's an interesting question. We were talking about this last night, I think. Well, but I mean, yeah. if they're dead and gone to you, you never see them again, how the hell are you going to level? World <laughs> quests. Like world quests. Uh, yeah, world suppose, quests, yeah. okay. bonus objectives, dungeons. Now, Chris is saying they're gone. <laughs> now, this doesn't mean that this is they. This is a recent change, so it doesn't mean that this isn't something that's in development, where they give you an alternative path to going back through the storyline. It's just this is what is currently happening. It's yeah, and yeah, that's that's why I'm curious as to the um. Seth, the blue post says where the entire narrative campaign is already completed with bonus objectives available in the locations where the previous central uh, available where previously central to the campaign. So it sounds like the whole main story mission is going to be completed. Well, I hope and they I hope they balance that EXP correctly then, because if not, good luck. And I was going to say, that's another thing that a lot of people have been mentioning, like the EXP gains after they did their tuning pass. And I think we were again talking about this last night again. Akari uh, has mentioned something in the chat that I think would be worth repeating. Go ahead. He said these quests become bonus objectives in the zones and you have world quest access uh, and instances and everything. So you can level doing world quests, all of the bonus objectives, which again, I guess he said are the quests from the main story uh, or at least in part. He said, and uh Carrie said he leveled to 54 in Bastion with Threads of Fate. It was fast. Okay. Okay. And I've also heard people like going through, well, again, this is on a fresh, quote unquote, fresh level, not a alt level, but people are talking about finishing the entire campaigns, having done all of the side quests and not being 60 yet. And you can't really grind dungeons right now on the beta. The queues take forever and you only get a few percent for doing an entire dungeon. Mm -hmm. So th that's tweaking. That's balancing. That's fine. I, I'm, I reserve judgment on that. But if they're doing it this way, they definitely they really need to monitor EXP gains and EXP needed to level or it can just wind up being a whole shit show. I, I think I think realistically, right? What you're saying is accurate to all aspects of the game. <laughs> it's like if it is not done really well, especially with something like the Covenants, um, 
it's going to be a shit show. Yeah, don't worry, guys. Leveling. Don't worry. Same. Don't worry, guys. They have a month to go. Well, I think I think there's more. Oh, look, I know people keep saying it, people. I have so many people say, you know, game ready to launch. LOL. By the way, like I think they're farther along than we think. I also think the game has never been perfect. It never will be perfect. And I mean, ultimately, uh, we're gonna play it anyway because we like it. Oh, it's like no. It, it will never be perfect. It it won't. But there is a point when you just look at it and go, wow, Dippin. you messed this up. What were you thinking, sir? Yeah. Well, do you think that they're making leveling extra slow because they want you to go through the whole story and you can't unlock covenants until you go through the whole story? Well, I mean, that, and, that's, and that's fine. But again, people are talking about doing the entire story and all the side quests and not being max level yet. That's, yeah, that sounds excessive. That, that's a problem. But, and I mean, the problem is it's always going to be like that because this is a theme park MMO. Theme park MMOs do that. Exactly. That's, that's how theme park MMOs go. They want you to go experience the entirety of it, so they incentivize you to do all of it. Because yeah, if you don't, you're, you're just going to end up with problems. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Again, it's still beta. They're still tweaking things. Oh yeah, and it's like we we don't have the most current, we don't have the most current build. Like the most current build, internal build could be, could have fixed all of this stuff days ago. Yeah, and we won't see that more than likely until closer to next weekend. Which again, it's fine. Yeah. That's why I'm reserving judgment. I'm just saying these are the things that I feel that they have to start being very careful with because when you're talking alt leveling, you were talking the vast majority of the wild population. It's not like, Oh, well this mythic plus dungeon at 20 was tuned wrong or this, you know, at the start of the new raid tier mythic was tuned wrong. That affects very few. When you start talking things like leveling and transmog and cosmetics, you're talking the vast majority of the population. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what we're saying is, is that, it's going to be fun over the next month to see how things progress. Yep. And if you're it in beta, been, please test these things. They need test, your feedback. Test. Hey, also, if you're, if you're in beta, report things. This is not a demo. It is a beta. <laughs> and, I mean, if you're, if you're doing some of the pre-patch events and stuff like that on the PTR, like you're getting some of the pre-patch experience because that's that gone to PTR yet? Oh, yeah, it's yes. been on PTR for quite a while now. Yeah, it's been on PTR. So if you're a PTR kind of person, test it. Help them out. I am not really a PTR person anymore, but I used to do a lot of PTR testing. And yeah, they stuff slips past the beta experience. And I would say at this point, PTR is almost more important because we're probably getting mm -hmm. that at the end of September, whereas beta we still have till the end of October. Well, obviously not the end of October. They want to have a finalized build before then. But we have more time in the beta than we do in the pre-patch and testing out your class mm -hmm. and the changes. Please do that. Please submit feedback. They need to know this mm -hmm. before it's too late. And then you go, well, I didn't like this. You had your chance. But I mean, then again, you also have the vicious cycle that is Blizzard, where it's like, I, I think somebody posted a really good image where the, the cycle of Blizzard development, where it takes to uh, point three for them to actually realize player feedback. Yeah. I'll, I'll find that one again. But yeah, it's, 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 I like Blizzard, but I, I don't have high hopes for the first patch. I do not have high hopes for the point ones and the point twos. Like they'll get it at point three, but yeah, it's, it's, the, 
it seems to be the uh, the cycle with them over the last couple of expansions. It takes a couple of patch cycles for them to actually get the game into a good state. Exactly. And uh, the more feedback we can give them, the hopefully the, the sooner they can do it, or when they do get it worked out, it works how it should be working. So just that in they mind. listen to us. They've been doing good this time about listening. I will admit yeah, that 100%. Fair. Fair. That is fair. That's 100% fair. They have been doing a better job listening to us. Um, but yeah, no, if you enjoy doing that kind of stuff, go do it. Please make sure you are, make sure your voice is being heard. Okay. Uh, don't, don't be a careless whisper. Okay. Right. Um, so uh, on the other side, on the other, on a side note, just like, if you know somebody that's going through crunch, give them a hug. Yeah, right. I guarantee you right now, Blizzard <laughs> is in deep crunch mode getting this, trying to get this ready. Do you have um, game dev friends? Okay, okay. so on. everybody in Twitch chat, give Ivridar a hug. <laughs> Press F to pay respects. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think he's not dead. He's not dead. F to pay respect, though. Um, yet. Yet. Um, <laughs> knock on wood. Um, I think that's all we were going to talk about, like the major news portions before we get, we're, we're, we've covered some of the stuff that we wanted to talk about during for the beta experience. But let's just kind of knock through the rest of the news real quick. And so we can go talk to our beta testers. Um, um, so Hearthstone, more nerfs. Yay. Uh, Kevin, you had something about Tony Hawk? Not dead. Nefted. If by Kevin you mean Neft, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so they've partnered with the Call of Duty endowment. Um, so they're offering a pack with the Tony Hawk game that if you get it, you get um, specific items in the game, but 100% of the proceeds go to help place military vet veterans into jobs. So I just wanted to mention it because it's a good mission to help people who have come back from serving your country. Even though it's not my country, I still think it's a great idea. Um, you know, you guys have a lot of veterans who are homeless and stuff like that because they can't get jobs when they come back. So helping them out is an awesome thing. So if you're playing Tony Hawk, take a look at this pack. There you go. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you are interested in that, that is definitely going to be on the Activision Blizzard stores and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to be on Battle.net because I don't think Tony Hawk is through Battle.net, but, uh, yeah, it should definitely be within the Tony Hawk, uh, Pro Skater remaster, whatever, uh, shop. So give it a shot, folks. Um, so I know this is something that Seth and I are super excited about. Probably, maybe Kevin too. But yeah, I uh, definitely don't like it. No, fuck you, Bill. Wait, which? Uh, oh, Fire. Okay, <laughs> Cyberpunk. Sorry. So the question is, like, do you listen to the Night City Wires, Bill? Yes. I'm specifically talking about just like I'm excited for the Night City Wire, the third number three coming out. That's what I'm really excited about, and I know Seth's really excited about it as well. Hell yes. It is. It has been a treasure trove, and I think honestly, I'm just going to say this real quick. Um, the last couple of years, and like especially 2020 and 2019, have been really good about transparency from game devs, which like, I am all about. 
I am all about. I am, it is absolutely fantastic, and I love to see this. Like uh, Valerian Studios with their Dev Diaries for Baldur's Gate, Night City Wire for CD Projekt, um, the This Week at Bungie for Destiny, things like that. Like that big transparency we're seeing. I am absolutely loving it. Uh, but yeah, Seth, I know there was a little bit of news that uh, uh, about uh, the multiplayer and the single player for cyberpunk 2020 2077 yeah so initially when they came out uh cd project red said there's going to be no microtransactions we're basically doing it the same way we did the witcher 3 you're going to get some of your dlc for free which is usually cosmetics in the witcher 3 they had finishing animations there were a couple quests stuff like that and that was all free. And then you had the big DLC packs, such as Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine, that were your actual expansions that you could either do the season pass or buy individually. Uh, and they confirmed that's how they're handling Cyberpunk as well. So kudos to you, CD Projekt Red. Thank you very much. Um, later they came out. This was probably six months later or so. They said, yes, we are doing multiplayer. Um, it's not a concern for us right now. We want to get the base game done. Uh, it'll probably launch six months to a year after the base game. And they said there will be microtransactions in there for cosmetics and, and things like Bait that. And switch. Yeah. So once they announced that there was going to be microtransactions in the multiplayer only, people started flipping out because you said there'd be no microtransactions in Bait and switch. Bait and switch. Yeah. And then just the other day, they reiterated that, yeah, the multiplayer, it's definitely a backseat. It has nothing to do with the base game. There will be microtransactions. And again, people started flipping out because, oh, my God, you're putting microtransactions. You said there'd be none. Basically, people are dumb. They haven't given you a reason <laughs> not to trust them. Just trust that they're going to do this right. I'm not telling you to pre-order the game. I don't encourage pre-orders ever. If you do, though, maybe use GOG instead of Steam. <laughs> you know, the company that they own. And but, uh, we've talked about, we've mentioned this several times. If you are going to pre-order a game and the game actually does maybe have like somebody like GOG that owns the game and the platform, maybe buy from them. Give them the full cut of it. I need everything in my Steam library. I'm sorry. I mean, you could just add the game to your Steam library, or you can use GOG Galaxy and have all of your libraries in one convenient library. Yup. Well, once that works with NVIDIA Shield, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, but yeah, don't pre-order games. If you pre-order games, do remember that you accept some responsibility for a game being kind of bad because you weren't willing to wait. Sorry, that's just the nature of it. You could have waited for reviews. You could have waited to see what people said. You chose not to do that. You were kind of buying a product sight unseen, and some of that does fall on you. So yeah. don't do it if you don't trust the developer. Don't do it if you were not passionate about that project. Mm -hmm. Just don't do it. I mean, it's just like if I, 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 just, I just bought early access for Rogue Legacy 2. Like, I'm passionate as fuck about that project, and I want it to succeed. That's why I bought into it. I want to be able to give them feedback, and I have been giving them feedback through the Early Access program. But there's other games like I pre-bought Destiny 2. That was a mistake. And I believe I'm on record several times in this show going like, 
Oh, that was my biggest regret of the year. That was my biggest regret of the year. And then guess what? Forsaken came out, and I loved the game. If I had just waited, I would have enjoyed the game from the start. Bing, bang, boom. There you go. Um, so let's uh, let's kind of we do have quite a bit of news to chunk through here. So let's uh, let's go ahead and start getting some of this through. Gods and monsters. I have no idea what this game is. Okay, so obviously it's Ubisoft, so this is a me thing. Um, Gods and Monsters is one of the games that was announced at E3 last year uh, that I was very excited about. It's based on Greek mythology, and I'm a huge mythology nerd. They've renamed it, um, so it's now called Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I'm not going to lie, I don't like the title as much. Is there, a, is, there, is there supposed to be like a colon in there somewhere? I don't know. Because like, So the character that you're playing is Phoenix. That's the name of the actual character that you're running around as. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gods and Monsters just sounded cool. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I like the original title. But whatever. Um, so they released the trailer for it um, two days ago? Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Um Seth was kind enough because I actually didn't see that it had been released. So Seth actually linked it to me and I got very excited. Um, It looks like if you took some of the stuff from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like the fact that it's set in Greece and the Greek mythology, um, skill trees, stuff like that, and then mushed it together with Breath of the Wild. And your weapons don't break. Which is... (laughs) He's going to keep mentioning that. Calm your titties, bro. Um, It's a stupid mechanic. Serve no purpose. (laughs) It looks really pretty. Um, The gameplay, it's definitely going to be a must-buy for me. But again, I am a huge nerd for mythology stuff. So this was always going to be a buy for me. Um, But yeah, I got very excited when I saw the trailer, watched... um, Seth linked me someone who actually got to play through a couple hours of it and it just looks fun and if they keep the humor in with the dialogue that was going on in the background during the playthrough I'm going to fucking love it because the humor kind of reminds me of like the humor in like Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, that kind of stuff. It's like kind of that dry sarcastic (laughs) sort of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going back to uh, the humor in games. I don't like it. Every single one of my protagonists should be an identical bald white man. <laughs> well, Phoenix is actually female, so <laughs> not so much on the bald white man. Not, uh, not interested. Not interested then. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good game, and I can't wait to see more. Um, so the other thing Ubisoft... The other thing, Ubisoft. Which is not me. Shockingly, not not me. Um, So those of you from an old, 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 more civilized era uh, may remember a a weird movie tie-in game uh, called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game. Never heard of it. What's it about? Never heard of it? You've never heard of it? Um, So... Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was a beat-em-up that was released, I want to say, on the Xbox 360? And PS3. And PS3. Um, 
it is just it's a wonderful beat em up. I don't particularly like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I didn't like the comic. I didn't like the movie, but the game was fantastic. It was just a classic side scrolling, you know, like isometric sort of view beat em up in Streets of Rage and Fatal Fury and Captain Commando, you know, uh, that same sort of like vein. And it disappeared. Licensing issues. Um, a couple of years after the game came out and the movie was out, uh, the game just disappeared. There were licensing issues. I believe it was related to the music used in it uh, and something else. And it just disappeared. Uh, there were plenty of videos of the game and some other stuff from the primitive days of YouTube. But uh, the game itself no longer existed. Well, Ubisoft and Ubisoft Forward 2020 has announced that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, uh, the game Complete Edition, will be coming out. So they are re-releasing the game, and I believe it's on all modern systems, if I remember correctly. Um, yes, PS4, uh, Xbox One, PC. Uh, I don't think they mentioned PS5 and Series X. Yeah, well, I, yeah, we haven't heard anything about that yet. Um, I personally always loved it for one reason and one reason alone. Uh, it's because uh, Paul Robertson did the sprite work for it because it's it's done in a traditional sprite style um, with a very Scott Pilgrim sort of look, but with Paul Robertson's very special, uh, very special sort of crazy acid trip uh, aesthetic thrown on top of it. So. Um, if you've never seen Paul Robertson, if you go to the if you go to our Discord, I actually have one of Paul Robertson's most famous uh, animations linked in there currently. It is, it's a thing. It is. It a is thing. It's a thing. I love it. I think that the game's going to be fa- uh, the game is fantastic. I played it way back in the day. I downloaded it on the Xbox 360 and played it. It was good. It was fun. I think I played it two player with my brother at the time. So um, that will be coming out. It is uh, wonderful to see that back. And it is just a classic bit of gaming history for people to do. I think the game's like 10 years old at this point. So. Yep. Sounds about right. Yep. Sounds about right. Um, hey, Seth, how do you feel about limited digital releases? Nintendo <laughs> can blow me. <laughs> hey, what are we talking about? So for people that are into the gaming news and pay attention to it. Nintendo kind of announced and hinted at a while back that we would be seeing some remasters or remakes of the old 3D Mario games. In particular, um, they kind of mentioned Galaxy and Mario 64, which about a week and a half ago, they confirmed that they're getting kind of remaster, up-res, improved controls for Mario 64, for Mario Sunshine, and the original Mario Galaxy. And they are releasing a limited edition physical collection uh, called 3D All-Stars, which for those of you that played those, like had Super Nintendo and stuff in the past, you had Mario All-Stars, which kind of up the original Mario games for your Super Nintendo. It was a great little thing. Well, in their infinite wisdom, they decided to also release the digital version of it as limited release, as well as the physical edition, because Mm -hmm. Nintendo doesn't like getting money from people, and they would rather see it go to scalpers. 
Uh, Nintendon't. Yeah. Nintendon't. Now, my guess, and I believe Gav is kind of with me on this, is they're going to sell the 3D All-Stars pack, which is all three games, and once the limited release is done, they are probably going to release each one individually on the Switch, like digital eShop, whatever the heck it's called. I can't remember. Which, shop, I think, yeah. Eh, okay, I get it, but come on, Nintendo. You you were literally shooting yourself in the foot here. Yep. Well, it's Nintendo's always been known. Nintendo has always been known for doing for just doing things that seem kind of consumer unfriendly and still getting lauded for it. So this isn't a surprise. This is not a surprise in the slightest. It it's not, but it's just so dumb <coughs> so how does everybody else feel about limited time digital releases love it I, yeah i mean i find it odd it. just a bunch of sarcastic dicks in this fucking channel except for death <laughs> except for death what do you find about I, I just why would you limit limited release a digital item like just uh I don't know. It makes my head hurt. Wow, does it all the time? What? What? Uh, let's see. Um, uh, the ethereal transmorpher. That's a limited release digital no, item. That's still out. You can still buy the transmorpher. Is that one still in the store? Is that one still in the store? I could never find it when I go to the store. Yeah, Wait, Transmorpher what? Beacon. It's under toys. $10 right now. Same with the fireworks. There is some stuff that they've done in the past that has been limited. But, Carrie, Dang. we were talking more purchasable things, not earned things. Oh, yeah. The only yeah. thing they've done is they have pulled, like, they pulled the uh, cosmetic headpieces out, but those mm-hmm. were in the store for how long? Oh, God, and they were in there for years and years first, and years and years and years, first, and years. The first things they did besides the mount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's a couple mounts and maybe a couple pets that they pulled. But again, they were there for years. The Not only a couple pet months. I can think of that they pulled is Guardian Cub. And I could be wrong. Oh, they may have pulled others, but it's the only one that I can think of for pets that they've pulled. Uh, TLDR, I hate digital scarcity, period. Yup. Because it's literally just pixels. Yup. It, it's bandwidth. That's the only thing limiting it is bandwidth. Especially when you have a lot of these companies trying to push digital because they get to keep more of a cut of the things they're selling. And then you're going to be like, guess what? This is a digital release. Limited. <laughs> Bite me. I always loved uh, I always loved limited edition digital releases for collector's edition stuff. That was always really fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, these are gone now. Have fun. Blizzard went the right path with that, giving you the upgrade packs, like the option to purchase the upgrade pack, which had all the digital deluxe stuff. Yes, I think that is mm-hmm. a very, very smart move. Yeah, um, I think that's a very smart move. And I mean, I've looked at it before and I've gone like, oh, you know what? I might want that stuff. Yeah, um, and this actually goes into what I was going to talk about with, with, with Destiny in a little bit, Carrie. I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up in Twitch. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a second, uh, some more of that. Uh, but yeah, fuck limited digital releases. Fuck that shit. 
Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. But in better Nintendo news, fucking Kevin deleted what I had originally put up there. Um, uh, you can fuck off, oh, Kevin. What? Um, what I had did I delete? Uh, next to Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I had mentioned that it had Nintendo has better secrecy than the Manhattan Project ever did. I didn't oh, right. delete that, but okay. Yes, you did. Because oh, well, maybe Seth did. I don't know. <laughs> TLDR, doesn't matter. Um, so Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has been announced. Uh, they did a special direct for it. Um, it is bonkers because it was the first game was a bonkers game anyways. It was a Legend of Zelda Muso. Explain what Musos are. Sorry, Musos are basically like one versus a thousand beat em ups. If you've ever played Dynasty Warriors, I think Onimusha had a Muso at one point. Also, there's been Gundam Musos. Musos are a very popular Japanese um, genre where it's like, oh, yes, I'm playing a superhero and I'm just mowing through waves of baddies. One man versus thousands and yeah. he wins every time. Yep. Uh, so we are getting a second Hyrule Warriors game. And this is also another interesting game because this is actually going to be set in the time of the Calamity. This is being set in the Calamity, which if you know your Legend of Zelda timelines, the Calamity happens before Breath of the Wild. In fact, the Calamity is one of the um, one of the most important events in the current Zelda timeline, the current Legend of Zelda timeline. Um, I think it's bonkers that we're getting a prequel to Breath of the Wild in the form of a Muso, but I fucking love it. I think it actually fits perfectly, and I cannot wait to see how it goes. You know, I'm, I, I enjoy those, like, Dynasty Warriors and games like that <laughs> are, are kind of my guilty pleasure games. Like, I love them. I, I play them probably more than I should, and I haven't been playing one recently because they've all been kind of crap recently. So uh -huh. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do with this. Did you play Hyrule Warriors? I did play Hyrule Warriors. It was fantastic, wasn't it? On the, what was it, Wii U? Uh, yeah, I think it released on Wii U and 3DS. It's also on Switch now. And it is on Switch also, yes. Oh, maybe I'll look at maybe picking it back up on the Switch, because, yeah, my Wii U is packed in a box. Yep. So, yeah, uh, definitely pick it up. I think it, I know it, I, I know 100% the definitive edition for Hyrule Warriors is on Switch, because I used to sell a bunch of those. And I think it was on DS, too, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know if it was on DS. I know it was on 3DS. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So yes. It, well, I believe it was on the 3DS. Yes, I believe there was a version of it on the 3DS. So that's something Nintendo does really well is that they give their their all of their platforms the ability to play the same game. What? That's crazy. What? I can play this on this game and on this game system? Oh, my God. Um, so, hey, Vil. What's up, sir? Can you read that next line for me? Where? This line right here. Epic news. Epic news. <clears throat> Can you read that line for me? I'm not in the right spot. I'm not looking at the show line, notes. In my line, <laughs> line 72, Bill. Line Thank 72. you. Thank you. Billionaires are still slap fighting over mobile games. Nice. Apple and Epic are still going at it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Billionaires are still slap fighting over mobile games. Um, I believe Apple has now filed an injunction against uh, Epic has now filed an injunction against Apple to get Fortnite back on the game, back on uh, the Apple store because they have lost 60% of their user base. 
And Apple has fired a countersuit for breach of contract for what Epic did in the first place, mm-hmm. as well. well as as well as what was the line that they called Epic? Um, like a something... basically, they called them a wannabe Robin Hood. Yeah, yep. Yep. <laughs> it was yep. such a good fucking line. And you know what? I don't like either of those companies, but good on you, Apple, because that's exactly what you should do. <laughs> I you want to play? You want to call mommy and daddy because you lost the fight? Fine. This is about what to be what's happening. And, and in all honesty, okay, yeah, it sucks that you're losing 30% of your transactions, but you fucking signed a contract that you would lose 30% of your transactions, and then you had to do it that way. During the initial appeal towards the, the, the during the initial suit when they got shut down uh the first time that's literally what the judge said that is literally what the judge said is that you did this to yourself like it yep. is basic contracts law mm-hmm. um and I, mm-hmm. I was gonna say as crash was saying in uh, the twitch chat he said i mean it's not like epic has their own game store oh wait this is about mobile and mm-hmm. I believe Epic is trying to get into the mobile market and they're trying to use the government to break up the Apple monopoly as well as the Android monopoly. That's why Epic is doing this. Oh, yeah, I guarantee you 100 percent. They 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 know that the Fortnite money is not going to last forever. They are trying to get out while they can or, or diversify as best they can. And that's why you don't really have a case against Google and you're not hearing much about Google is because they are open source. So you can do whatever you want. That's why they don't really have a leg to stand on there. So what Crash is saying is is that, uh, oh, if only Android was open source. So the problem is they did this about three years ago. And it failed object abjectly for them. They pulled themselves off the Google store because Google wanted 30%, like Apple does for 30% through the Apple store. They pulled it off and told people, hey, come go to the Fortnite website and sideload this APK straight onto your phone. And they still lost subscribers and they still lost transaction numbers. So yep. they gave up eventually and then went back to the Google store. But when you're talking Apple, it's proprietary hardware that they mm-hmm. developed. It's a proprietary software that they develop and a proprietary store that they develop and it's only 14% of the market. Sorry, that's not a monopoly. Good luck. Google owns a larger percentage of the market share than Apple does. And Google, they still had to backpedal dealing with Google. They absolutely had to backpedal when they dealt with Google. So, um, so as Carrie said, cue Batman and Iron Man throwing money at each other. Yeah, this is, but this, in this case, this is literally epic as a toddler with a toy gun going up against Apple as an armored tank division. This is not going to go well for Epic. This is hilarious, and I love it, and it's just like, oh, oh, Mr. Sweeney, Mr. Sweeney, you've picked a fight with the wrong person. Yep. You, you picked a fight with the wrong entity. A very litigious, very contract-focused entity. And you will not win this fight. I mean, we might. And see are they stupid enough to think that Apple wasn't like doesn't have a fucking iron ass clad contract? Like they are not getting out of their contract. No, they well, thought that they could rally their fans against Apple, and it would do something. And I mean, the part of the problem is, is that yes, that's what they thought. But at the same time, we also have somebody who doesn't like, uh, who doesn't like tech companies running the u.s at the moment 
who really doesn't like tech companies. So I think they're also kind of somebody running your country. I know. Um, I (laughs) I think that's something that they're also looking at. They're looking at the current environment and they're going, okay, we got somebody who hates tech companies in charge. Let's go ahead and push this. Yeah, they're not stupid. They're just dumb. Yeah, I think they think they're I think that they're not going to go far with this. I think I think all of it looks far too premeditated and everything. It's 100 percent premeditated. And I think they're going to get fucking slapped down really hard when they get up to the next level of uh, next level of appeals. I think they're going to get absolutely slapped and it's going to be hilarious. Yep. Um, So, yeah, TLDR billionaires are still slap fighting over mobile games. And the world burns. Yep. Um, <coughs> last little bit of news. Uh, we only have a little bit more, just a couple more story- stories we wanted to co- really kind of quickly cover. Uh, there's another uh, Baldur's Gate update, uh, another dev diary on YouTube. It is number six. We have it linked in. This is going over multiplayer and cinematics in Baldur's Gate 3. So it's exciting if you are waiting patiently for... Uh, uh, you're waiting patiently for Baldur's Gate 3. This is more fantastic, fascinating information, and I can't wait to play some multiplayer with some folks. Um, real quick, um, time is quickly running out on Destiny 2. They are vaulting, as uh, Carrie mentioned earlier um, in Twitch, they are vaulting a bunch of patrol zones and planets. They are streamlining the experience of the game uh, going into Beyond Light. Um, They are also pruning a lot of old activities that existed. Um, So if you like if you didn't finish up your Black Armory seal or something else, now is the time to finish it. If you care about Destiny 2. That's that's all I wanted to say on that. So if you are still playing Destiny 2, now is the time to finish shit. Do it now. Do it now. Um, uh, we're just gonna. I'm gonna real quickly mention. Uh, this is something that Steph and I are really excited about. I know Vil is also uh, excited about this in a little way. In a little way. Uh, so currently, they are having rotating festivals uh, until October 1st in Monster Hunter World Iceborne, until Cashel Shrade and Faye fucking tell us. Yay. Comes. So uh, I believe I mentioned this on last week's show, maybe, that Fatalis is coming. You did. Uh, I did. Okay. Uh, Fatalis is coming to Monster Hunter World, and there are currently a series of rotating festivals going on. Uh, a festival a week, I believe, until October 1st. Correct. Uh, so if you, need, if, you want, if you have event quests you want to finish up or specific, uh, specific layered armors you're looking for, now is the time to go dig through them. I think we've already gone through two festivals at this point. Yes, I think we're on. I think they're just they just finished up the the alien festival and whatever the next summer festival was. I think the one that comes out after that is the one that I need to do, which was kind of the uh, I mean, what was it like a fall fest, like a summer festival, like where the handler was dressed up basically as a like a Quetzalcoatl warrior and stuff. Like yeah, that. I think that was one of the summer festivals. So, yeah. Yeah. So that one is the one I believe releases Thursday and that one I do need to get some stuff from. So you and I will be on on uh, Monster Hunter. Um, real quick, um, that one we're going to talk about a little bit because that one is just something. Uh, that one uh, specifically, Square Enix. We're not going to talk about that one quite yet. I think we're going to save that one for last. 
Um, pricing details. Uh, Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X uh, leaked, and Microsoft confirmed the price points. As well as the release date. Uh, as well as the release date, yeah. So they will be coming out on November 10th. Uh, the Xbox Series S, which is a lower power digital only version of the new Xbox, uh, is going to be 299 And the Series X, which is more contemporaneous to like a PS4 Pro or something like that, is the full experience uh, for the system, is going to be 499 if I remember correctly. Correct. Yes, so... <clears throat> and you will be seeing that uh, those will be coming out in November, uh, beginning of November. Um, if you are playing at anything under 4K resolution, the Series S is what you want to grab. If you are playing at 4K or above, you want to grab a Series X. Again, I play at 1080p because I don't care. Yeah, Give me frame rate. Yeah, 1080p, I'll be happy to, if I, if I buy an Xbox, I will be happy to buy a Series S. I don't mind a digital, and I will be happy to add a terabyte drive to it. Good enough. Um, also, maybe this will force Sony to tell us when they're releasing their console. Yeah, which <laughs> swings nicely into the next PS5 showcase event is going to be happening September 16th. So in from time of recording, this could be four days from now. So... Uh, I believe they're going to be talking about game exclusives and some of the uh, third-party studios they have working for them currently uh, is going to be the main focus. But we, I think we're going to get pricing details and maybe a release date. At this point, they have to. If they don't give a release date and Microsoft opens up their pre-orders, they're going to lose a lot of sales. But 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 PS5 has invite-only pre-orders. They're fine. <laughs> Um, and then I think I mentioned this, I may have mentioned this last week, but um, so an executive meeting uh, that they had at Sony, at Sony Games, uh, did suggest that they are going to be bringing more ga- more older games and porting both new and older games to the PC market because of the success of a lot of the games that we've been seeing through 2020, which is fantastic. Yes, more people to access the games. That's that, great. I, I don't care if you're a PlayStation or a console fanboy. Shut up. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. Uh, just give me Catherine Full Body Edition, you fucking cowards. Oh my god, that is such a good game. Bring out Catherine Full Body to PC, you fucking cowards. God, the, imagine the mods people can pull off of that. Some of the levels. Ah, oh, so good. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Bring it, you cowards. Um, I think that covers everything on that. Uh, so what was that other thing we've got up there? We've got another thing up there. Uh, who wants to talk about Marvel's The Avengers from Square Enix? According to reviews, no one wants to talk about it. <laughs> I think the big news there I mean, was... I, I, I will say that it's absolutely fucking ridiculous and guaranteed I will never spend a penny on it that each individual character has their own battle pass fuck that shit with a Ooh. premium paid track on each battle pass but it, fuck it, that no, shit no thanks just to devil's advocate it is post-launch characters get their own battle pass fuck that shit i agree but at least i figured i'd correct the record that's fair that's fair um but yeah so yeah there's um there's a lot of cosmetics in this game and a lot of microtransactions Yep. Holy shit, there are so many microtransactions in this fucking game. Yep. And Every you know what? Hmm? 
I'm okay with game devs saying, hey, we need to up the prices of our games. They haven't gone up in a while. We want to tack on $10 more. Fine, have at it. But you start doing that and putting microtransactions and day one DLC and season passes and all that crap in there, you don't get to double dip. That yeah, no. let's yeah, let's let's bring that up. Let's bring that up. Because this is a full price AAA game from a AAA studio releasing at $60 US. Comes with day one DLC, microtransactions, and a battle pass system. And pre-order bonuses. And pre-order bonuses too, yeah. And, and let's not forget, um, if you bought if you pre-ordered it or bought it on PS4, you get Spider-Man, which you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, which uh, I mean, Sony owns that. I kind of understand, but at the same point, I get it. you dicks. Yeah, and specific company bonuses, and also, uh, by the way, the average price for any cosmetic is ten dollars US. No. I'm Just sorry. What? The average cost for a skin, a cosmetic item, is $10 US. Oh, did I mention fuck that shit? Fuck that <laughs> shit, I'm out. Exactly what Crash just said in the chat. Instead of a memory card, you insert your credit card. Yep. Um, and then Carrie also brought up the other one is that they have partnered with carriers, with cell phone carriers, for unique in-game skins that are free. And I know a lot of people have an issue with like, oh, there's Red Bull ads and there's ads. Again, I'm okay with that. I understand developing these games is extremely expensive, but pick one. If you, you want to put a what? Verizon ad in there, put a Verizon ad in there. I don't care, but don't lock your but skins I'm not and gonna, shit behind there. And I'm not going to pay $60 for the Wait, game if you're time? doing this. I'm... Carrie, what did I mention? Yeah, the company exclusive stuff. Yeah. Oh. Cap with a Verizon logo and a shield. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Um, if you're going to charge me full price for a game, I expect to not get bent over and fucked in the ass. Whoa. And I, I'm or at, a, least, I'm a... at least they use lube. Uh, no, this, is, this, is, this is sandpaper. This is sandpaper straight up. Going in dry, dude. Yep. Yeah, I like, and I think I'm a little bit more lenient than you, Gav. Like, even a full price release, if you <laughs> want to at least pull his hair. <laughs> exactly. If you wanna, if you wanna charge full AAA price and still put those things in there, I'm fine. But then you lose all right to monetize it any other way. Yeah, exactly. And I guarantee you, they're gonna have paid DLC story chunks mm-hmm. and shit like that. I guarantee you. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Like I I was at the point when i saw it i was like oh that's really cool like when they announced it at e3 like i think we were on my twitch stream and we were like oh yeah that looks really neat and you know i was like oh i got dibs on this character and oh i want to play this character and then i heard more about it and i was like mm, i'm gonna wait more for reviews and then they released this and it went from i might buy this on sale to you can go fuck yourself hey fuck guys shit. guys everybody what? guys and gal do y'all remember 10 years ago when we were upset about horse armor in oblivion yeah that's a far cry from where we are now yeah yeah i can honestly not remember being upset about horse armor ever i was upset about that that was i was very upset about horse armor i was dumb as hell because they were they were because that was them monetizing mods that was the problem they were monetizing mods and fuck if bethesda still hasn't tried to do that every fucking game multiple times a game multiple times a game. I give them credit for being persistent about it. 
but fuck them. Okay, does anybody else have any other news stuff that they wanted to talk about before we just kind of start talking about Shadowlands a bit more? Don't let me down, CD Projekt Red, please. Fair play, fair did play. We, did we do Xbox? We may yep. legit hear Seth cry <laughs> if, oh. if Cyberpunk is not what he's hoping it to be. Like, uh, like that is my go-to gif on Discord is the the Hawkeye. Don't don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. Like anything, like release it. Just don't give me hope. Just um, actually, I believe he's Ronan at that point. He is Ronan at that point. My fault. <laughs> yes, just being accurate here. I did push my glasses up. Okay. Um, oh, then it's acceptable. You might want to <laughs> fix the tape on them too. <laughs> I have no tape on my glasses. These are new. Um, yeah, so, so we've kind of covered everything we really wanted to cover with the news at the moment. Um, so the reason that we have Seth and Vil here and, you know, have been talking over Vil this whole time. I'm a quiet, I'm a quiet guy. Obviously. I know you are. I know you are, buddy. He, he's um, that guest that just sits in the back and he's like, he's like a cobra waiting to strike. Something will come up and it'll just be like, hey, <laughs> get him. And then just disappears. Got him. <laughs> You damn copperhead, some bitch popping out of fucking swamps and biting me on the ankle. You son of a bitch. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about Shadowlands. So three of you all have actually been in the beta for quite a while. Is that correct? That is very correct. Yes, yes, it is correct. Mm -hmm. Um, Kevin, you and I can commiserate about this later. It's okay. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kevin's just Kevin's Kevin's just locked in depression now because of it. Chris has always also been in it for a very long <laughs> while, but you yeah. know he's sick today. Yep, Chris is out. So uh, we're gonna talk with these three lovely, wonderful people. Of course, let's go ahead and reiterate who they are. We of course have our wonderful normal person who is here with us every week. Most of the time, it is Nethwinch. Also, sometimes Jules. Um, we also have that's, uh, that's her. We also have Seth, who I don't use his real name. Yeah, no one ever does. It's just Seth. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Um, and then <laughs> we also have Volonic, who is also known as Finely Aged Rage, or used to be known as Finely Aged Rage, and is also sometimes mad. How are you all doing today? And also Sometimes. occasionally bruise. That's and bruise, yeah. Bruise now. Bruise now also. Um, so you all are all doing wonderfully. So, Neth, how long have you been in beta at this point? Since Alpha. Since Alpha. Uh, Seth and... Uh... Wow. Okay, don't look at Twitch chat. Um, Seth, you and Vil, how long have you all been in Alpha? Wow, and beta? Carrie! <laughs> how long have you all been in beta at this point? Man, it's, it's been a couple months now, hasn't it? Uh, you were kind in of, a little before me, so I'm not. I I feel like I've been in about a month ish. Yeah, and I think I got in a couple weeks before you, so it's been about about a couple months for me, and about a little over a month reveal seems about right. Okay, so um, you all represent very different aspects of this game. So Neth, as we know, is a more casual player. And yeah, I think at, Neth- at this point in my gaming, yeah, definitely much more casual. Neth is uh, much more on the casual side of the gaming spectrum. Um, Seth, you fall somewhere in the middle, I would say, generally. I would go with Jack of all trades, master of none. I would say you fall somewhere in the middle then. 
Um, and Vil, you represent the one percent bourgeois elite, correct? <laughs> LOL, <laughs> you bougie ass. <laughs> Uh, Vil is our, res- our little mythic raider. Vil oh. is our Vil is our resident cutting edge mythic raider. So, um, you all represent a really good spread on the sort of spectrum of gamers. Um, so I really wanted to kind of get sort of your opinions on some of the stuff that's been going on in beta. And I know we talked a little bit in the beginning about uh, things that you specifically wanted to talk about. Um. So we're going to kind of dig a little bit into that stuff. So up to this point, like, how has the leveling experience felt for you all? Um, Neff. Um, I leveled twice. Um, obviously once partly during alpha, and then I've leveled twice during beta. It's much smoother in beta than it okay. was in alpha. Um, I tend to when I'm leveling just so people have a concept of how I level I am one of those super anal people that I do fucking everything that's available at level in a zone before I leave and go to the next zone so all of the main storyline all of the side quests if it is available for the level I'm currently at I'm doing it before I go and a lot of the times I will completely explore the zone, including the areas that I really shouldn't be in yet, which means I go squish sometimes. But that's how I do things on my Hunter, always has been. Um, okay. I haven't had any issues with the leveling process. I'm hitting cap. Bef- I hit cap both times before I finish the storyline. Um without doing any dungeons either time because like it was mentioned earlier the dungeon queues are complete ass on the beta um but yeah no i i'm i enjoy the leveling experience it's i i find it's okay for how i play so okay um vil like let's go to the other side of the spectrum how are you enjoying the leveling experience like have you had anything specific like stand out to you uh not Particularly, um, I actually really, I found the the leveling experience quite enjoyable, and I don't tend to enjoy leveling at all. Um, but the the whole we get to try our covenant powers, and we'll be specific and say covenant powers uh, while we're leveling, um, was sort of nice to break up the monotony of just go here, talk to X person. Yay, thank you for experience. And then keep going. Bring me 50 bear asses. Right, exactly. Why do none of these bears have asses? I don't understand. I don't get it either. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've actually really been enjoying it. I thought it was... because you uh, forgot the loop. Wow. I, wow, indeed. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Um, so I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I just I, I think it feels good. And I'm, I'm a pretty impatient person. Like when I get into beta, I want to be or I'm sorry, when I get into, uh, you know, Shadowlands, I'm going to want to be max level immediately. But the whole process going from point A to point B was pretty fun. Um, OK, uh, Seth, did you sort of had any sort of different experiences or different opinions comparative? Um. I'm kind of, again, in this situation, I kind of sit in the middle ground. Um, I read all my quests. I generally don't go out of my way for side quests because that takes away from the time I could be spent killing things and leveling. Um, I did do a couple dungeons as I was leveling. Um, I haven't leveled recently, but I did get 
two or three characters to max before they release the level 60. Like you basically create your level 60s. Um, the experience is great. Um, I really enjoyed the story. Uh, I'm I'm weird. I do things opposite of most people. I read all the quests through my first time. So, so that way, when I make my alts, I can just breeze through everything. And I know a lot of people do it just the opposite. They go through it as quick as they can the first time and then read the second time. I'm but um, overall, the experience, it was really good. Uh, story's great. Um, I finished, I think, right about the time I finished the final zone. I had like maybe three quests left and I was 60. But like I said, I think I grabbed a couple of side quests that were just right there because I'm not going out of my way for them the first time. And I did a couple of dungeons and it seemed just about right. Um, I know things have changed since then. And like I said, I haven't done any leveling. I want to do at least one more character now that we're getting closer to the finalized release to see where things are ending up. Okay. Okay. Um, Kevin, did you have any questions on the leveling experience or did you like, uh, have anything like specifically you wanted them to talk about? Um, I don't quite understand the thing about how you get some of the covenant <laughs> abilities like while you're leveling and you're supposed to quote test them out what is so that as you go through the storyline um you you're you're introduced to each of the covenants okay because mm -hmm. each of the covenants are each of the zones and so you get like the one that is for the covenant and you get the one that is for your class while you're leveling through the zone and so you have access to them but then when you move on to the next zone they go away and you don't get them back even if you go back to that zone, because you're not that covenant yet. So they are literally so that you can test them out in advance of being max level. Um, okay. Kevin, do you remember in WAD the zone abilities where you got to play around with them before you selected it at your main town? Uh, not really. Never mind then. Womp womp. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any more questions about the, the leveling experience or just sort of like the general 50 to 60 the, experience? So there's going to be like a main story indicator, right? Does that yes. work yes. pretty good? Yes, it really does. Uh, the main story indicator now is it basically looks like a little shield around the exclamations as opposed to just your standard exclamations. Yeah, I okay. initially did not like it. I actually do quite like it now. One of the things they took from Final Fantasy, and that is amazing. Um, so how has targeted loot the, what? <laughs> targeted loot what? Um, so how do how do you three feel about the new quest marker? Um, I love it. Oh, the little diamond? Mm -hmm. Love yeah, the little I diamond. Love Absolutely love it. It is awesome. Uh, Look, and I want I want my game to play the game for me, and that does it perfectly. It's great. Okay, I would go that far. And see, that's the thing is that I was looking at that and I was like, I don't like this. I mean, I like having to read my quests and it tells me where to go and not just point it out to me with a giant glaring ping on the map. See, but I do read my quests. and But like when you get, I, I tend to not pay attention to it until like if I'm in an area and I can't find the damn thing, then I'm looking at it going, oh, okay, the thing's showing me that it's below my fucking feet. Oh, okay, now I need to find a cave. 
Yeah, and it's like they've marked it on the mini map forever. Now you just get yeah. a visual indicator on the screen, and I'm okay with that. Like I said, with I'm I'm with Neth. My first time through, I'm reading all my quests anyway. So when it says you go northeast, I'm just gonna point my character northeast and start walking. If there's a diamond there, that just makes it even easier. Fine, I'm okay with this. So how do you all feel about it showing you like elevation and stuff though? Yes, one hundred percent. Thank you. Yes. No, like exactly. Because sometimes you know what it's like. You get to a spot and you're like, okay, this is supposed to be here. Do I need to wait for it to respawn? Is it, am I just not seeing it because, you know, it's two levels below me? Is like, what is it? Right. I have been doing Tanan jungle rares. So I understand that. I understand that feel. Like the, like the hot spaghetti mess that is Nazjatar. And I, I still am not a fan of that zone, even now that I have flying, because it is a hot fucking mess. But having that indicator in Nashatar would be amazing, because you'd be like, oh, this thing is way the fuck above me. And okay. Now you can't tell where shit's supposed to be in Nashatar. Does it tell you if things are inside or outside of buildings? Uh, it grays out when you're if it no well no it doesn't actually gray out it just shows you exactly where like physically exactly where the mob is so you can tell if it's inside of a building because the diamond is says you're a hundred meters away and there's a giant fucking building in the way okay yeah so um okay that's that's kind of what I wanted to touch on there it's like I, so far you all are all kind of in agreement that the flow has felt good and uh. Everything has uh, worked really well. Worked well enough, I should say, to this point for the leveling experience in oh, your yeah. experience. Oh yeah, no, they've 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 done a good job. I'm I'm quite happy with what they've been doing so far. Um, I I will say there's one thing with the leveling experience, mm-hmm. and it's only because I was in alpha. So there's a quest in alpha that I quite enjoyed that I put in a bug report for, and I've yet it was a side quest. I've yet to actually refind it in beta. Hmm. So I'm trying to find it because I want to actually do the quest, but I don't know if it's just not back in, if it was taken out permanently, if I'm just looking in the wrong spot now. Well, that, that, that's a question for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so have any of you done Exiles Reach? That is one of the things I was planning on doing now that things are getting closer. Okay, uh, Neth, I think no. you did Exiles Reach early, right? Wait, what? Exiles Reach, the oh, new leveling zone. Oh, the new leveling zone. Um, yeah, I did it in Alpha. Carrie, did I do it when I was still in Alpha, or did I do it after when after I went to Beta? I'm wondering if he remembers. Because he and I talked about it. Yeah, okay, I did it in Alpha. I haven't gone back and done it since Alpha. Okay. Um, the spawn who y'all frequently hear me talk about and some of you have actually gotten to game with during our among us nights boy (laughs) well he kills you all (laughs) um he is going to do that zone as well because he's not an mmo player so that zone is really catered to someone 
And I was going to ask if you would do something like that because I think that would be a really interesting experiment because he's not like the experience that yeah. I've had with him is that he's not an MMO person. He's not. No, he he has no he has no interest in MMOs. MMOs are my thing. He likes games like um, Crusader Kings, Heart of Iron. That yeah, kind of stuff. He, yeah, he's hard into the Paradox games. So Crusader Kings, Heart of Iron, um, Europa Universalis. He loves those games and he logs shit tons of hours in those games and. But he's also like he loves history, which is part of the reason why he likes those games so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're gonna he put is, him through the zone. He's he's already said that he'll do it um, because someone near and dear to our hearts is deeply involved and responsible for that zone, and so he's gonna go through it and give some feedback based on his experiences. And since he's kind of the target audience for it, I'm hoping that'll actually be helpful. I think that will be really good feedback for Blizzard. And I think it would be really I think it would be really interesting to have because like we don't know a whole lot of people that are not into MMOs. I think it would be interesting to see that experience from somebody else's stand, uh, somebody else's eyes. Um, I mean, like all of us, obviously, that's you know, that's how we all got to know each other was through the MMOs. I I would you know what I would love to do? I would love to put Dougal through it, put Dougal through Excel's reach. Actually, that would be amazing, too, because Dougal is not an MMO player either. So he would also be someone who would be a really good target for testing that out and seeing, you know, what he thinks of it. Yeah, I Uh, would be. It's on the PTR, so he can download the PTR and try it. Yeah, Uh, we've been uh, Kevin's been working on uh, Dougal and trying to get him to play MMOs with us, try to play WoW with us. But um, I think it would be interesting just to see, like, somebody else's perspective on it. Honestly, I think it would just be interesting to see somebody else's perspective on it. Well, I'll happy to give you a report back after I end up going through. Like I said, now that we're getting closer, there's only so much tweaking and stuff that can be done, especially with Exiles Reach coming out in, I'm assuming, basically 20 days. Or, sorry, not 20 days. Yeah, I guess just right around 20 days. Give or a couple take, weeks. Yeah. Give or take. Okay, yeah, so definitely. Um, Thank you all for that. Now, the, another one that I see a lot of, I see duplicated in both of your stuff is Torghast. So I know all of you have done some Torghast at this point, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, Vil, far too much Torghast. I was actually commenting last night to LB. I was like, this man's going to burn his ass out on Torghast if he keeps this up. No. Torghast is hella fun. Uh, yeah, anytime you run Torghast, it's so different. I, I said the same thing about greater rifting in Diablo 3. Um, but yeah, that's this, beside the point. Diablo 3. Shut up. Uh, that's beside <laughs> the point. So I, I want to start with Seth. Um, your experience, you and I, and this is a good, this is the why I'm asking you first is because you and I seem to have a lot of similar sensibilities when it comes to games. Sure. Um, so I wanted to get your read on Torghast. Like, what do you like about it? Because you obviously enjoy it. Um, as I said earlier, like every time you go in there, it's kind of different. Like just because I can go in there like today as an arms warrior and based on the powers that I get from finding them, from killing the bosses, from buying things from the broker. Vil and I could go at the same time, both as arms warrior. Hell, we could even be the same race, like down to the T, identical. And we can have two completely different experiences. 
like I, I could get a, a massive AOE build that the the little mall rats that run around all over the place. Anytime I kill them, I'm healing and they're exploding and doing AOE damage. Whereas his condemn ability could have 10, 5, 10, 15, 20% chance to instant kill anything he hits with it. He could have a heroic throw that deals 100,000% extra damage the first time he uses it. Things like that. Yeah, 10,000, but definitely basically the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it just so, deletes something like and I, I like things like that. And I'm stealing this 100 percent from preach. But you could do fun things like, hey, we all have a paladin. We're going to run an 18 floor Torghast. First one to the end has to pass on the next piece of loot in Mythic Plus or bet, you know, 10,000 gold. And you can do fun things like that, because even though you're playing the same thing, it's not the same thing. And the choices you make can also just change it like well i don't want to use my condemn i want the heroic throw whereas you know gab you could be like well i use condemn all the time i can't stand heroic throw and bill could be like you know what i want the thing that's buffing my shouts it's okay, just, well. it's amazing yeah lol no one's buying no one's taking that one please remove that blizzard <laughs> wait which one now that you say that i'm just gonna take it if i ever find it uh, there's a couple warrior abilities that like buff like whenever you shout it also casts another random shout or whenever you shout like they take more damage for so long and it's just like okay but these shouts don't last that long so you have to yeah you have to like okay um all right maybe um maybe i have to do a whole shout build to get this to actually work the way i think they want it to oh okay so you obviously are enjoying the variability and the permutations accessible therefore, correct? Yeah, and from what I hear, once you start doing a lot of the, the 18 floor one, the twisting corridors, it can get to be pretty challenging. And I was a huge fan of the challenge modes, the, the challenge tower. So I'm hoping things like that also come into play. I was not because I never finished a single challenge mode. I finished a lot. I know you did. And I loved them. Carrie finished every single one for every single spec. I didn't care about the healers, and um, I was not going to keep leveling all of my different characters. I got honestly, I got tired of grinding the shards, and that's why I stopped doing a lot of the challenge. Yeah, power. yeah. I still have so many shards left because I was grinding it on my protection paladin, and I never finished it. So yeah, yeah. Um. So, Vil. Like, what is your experience with Torghast? Why are you enjoying it so much? I mean, it, it, it's very much the same as Seth. The variability is nice. Um, it, it, it's also nice to feel... It's nice to feel powerful, right? So, like, you go into Torghast, and you kind of start relatively weak, and then you get, you know, a couple pretty solid buffs, and all of a sudden you're just deleting entire groups in, you know, a second. Uh, and that feels that feels nice. It feels good. And there's still danger, right? I think there needs to be, I mean, you know, it's it's still a little early. Um, like, I haven't gone through all the different levels of Torghast, so I've done 18 floors Torghast, but it also seems to be that there's difficulties. Like, you start higher, so it makes it harder. Um, but, I, I mean, I... I find that the only time I'm in danger, at least on the lower floors, is when there's you know, 30 of a particular mob that happens to explode when it dies, right? That killed me yesterday, even though I felt very overpowered just because 
you know, they all died at the same time because I'm so strong and it killed me. I was going to say, yeah, you were so overpowered. <laughs> it just exploded you. Right, you exactly. So they're kind of, I think there needs to be more stuff like that. Uh, maybe, you know, I mean, it, people are going to hate that I would say this, but like, you know, things like you're powerful, but there maybe needs to be certain points during like a boss fight where if you hit the boss, it's going to basically kill you or, you know, or do a lot of damage to you and it might not be worth it to, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not a game developer, so I can't come up with that stuff, but um, I think there needs to be more, more, there needs to be more danger, you know, because if you compare it to a game like the Binding of Isaac, right, it's like whether you get good or bad items until you're, until you're literally a god in that game, you could still die, right? There's, there like comes a point where you just walk into a room and the room explodes. <laughs> and, you know, I've been there in Torghast. Um, but even when you're sort of mid-power or underpowered, uh, it's generally not super challenging on the lower floors. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, regardless, it's still fun, right? Like, and that's that's a big uh, sticking point for me. You go in and you play and, you know, you find new powers and you get to try new builds. And those new builds are, you know, often very different. Uh, and, you know, you may run across a power that you've already found and sometimes they're really good and you get really excited when you find it because, you know, like, oh, this is great. This is going to really help my run, <laughs> you know, uh, condemned does 100 percent more damage. Uh, and after you use it 30 times, you can use it whenever, you know, so like for for I mean, for both Fury and Arms, that's great. But for Arms, that's particularly good because then you really just execute all the time. Right. Mm hmm. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Very interesting. Uh, Neff. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me, boo. Talk to me. About what? Torghast. I haven't done as much Torghast by any means as Phil. Um, what I have done, I did the opening stuff. And I think we've done one or two runs so how do you feel about that then how do you feel like specifically they're they're talking about like actually getting in there and digging through it how have you felt about the opening process oh uh, the opening process was tedious as fuck and i've heard that it's changed and i really want to do new things so i can see how it's changed because um and we were talking about this earlier but it was like do six floors and then go and talk to a person and then come back and do six more floors and go and get a random item and do six floors and run and do this thing. Like, and it just, the running and doing in between just felt so unnecessary and frustrating. Okay. So generally what I'm getting then is that you all are pleased with the variability and the, and just the element of randomness inherent in it. Torghast uh, is fun. It's really fun. I can see me spending a lot of time in there as a casual player because it's going to be different all the time and it's going to have cosmetic shit like pets and stuff, which I fucking love. So I, I can see me being in there a lot. So does anybody have any fears of Island Expeditions 2.0? No. No. And, and the, as much as I wanted to like islands, um, one of the reasons I ended up not liking islands or doing them as much is because you couldn't really go in and do them by yourself. I like that if I want to log on and I want to do something and I'm just not in the mood to group, 
I can go do solo Torghast and it's still viable. Or I can group with somebody and do it as two people, or you can go in as a group of five and all of those ways, it's completely viable and still fun to do. Uh, can I, can I actually interject here real quick? Um, no. I know it's sort of related to, um, <clears throat> so yesterday I had mentioned that I'm considering not as a second alt going hunter. And this is, <gasps> this is relevant. Um, me personally, so Torghast to an extent really limits the way that you can play your class. Um, and that's very evident when it comes to something like a hunter, which is, you know, historically a pet class for the most part. Um, and here's, here's the issue. So when you go through Torghast, if you don't want a pet, if I'm like, if I want to play marksman, I don't like pets. So I want to play marksman. I go into Torghast. One of the first options it gives you is it gives you now it seems you're getting kind of standard options, relatively standard options when you enter. So when I enter, I get two choices for two different types of pets that I can pick that will run around with me uh, and do various things, stun, silence, whatever, AOE damage, you know, it's, it's random. And then there's like sort of other powers that may or may not be okay. You know, increase your aim shot damage or, you know, uh, more rats explode whatever but when you so when you take this pet okay i know you said mall rat but i 100 percent heard mall rat mall rats hell yeah good movie good movie shout out it kevin really smith. is uh, <laughs> shout out to kevin smith there you go who's 100 going to hear that shout out oh yeah for sure the dude listened to this podcast for sure absolutely uh, <laughs> So listen, I'm just gonna, yeah, whatever. So, so, so me as a, as a player that doesn't want pets, I feel inclined that I have to pick one of the pets that you get at the beginning because a bunch of the powers that you get throughout Torghast buff that specific pet. So if you don't pick it, you're losing out on options for things that you can choose. Additionally, the pet that you get does not take away your lone wolf buff, which gives you a 10% bonus damage for not having a pet, but you also can't control it or tell it to do anything. And it just kind of, you're, you're at the mercy of the terrible uh, pet AI that Wait, is World so of here have a, here have a random pet that's going to run off and do whatever the fuck it wants? It'll it'll sort of follow what you're doing, right? It kind of seems to to follow that. I forget the name of the the ability on the pet bar. It's like assist. I think it's called assist. It seems to work similar to assist, but you can't pull it back. You can't tell it to stop. You know, it can die, and I don't know. I don't know how you resurrect it. Yeah, it's it's really um, not good. And additionally, as a hunter, aside from the 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 uh, buffs that buff that pet, there's also a lot of uh, buffs that are like, you know, targets that are misdirected do 200% damage and. Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So if I want to play without a pet, I can't misdirect anything. So I lose out on the powers of the pet and the powers of misdirect. And if you pick that stupid pet at the beginning, you can't misdirect it. Yeah, because so, it's a it's a it's a ally, not a not correct. a companion. So I feel like I love Torghast. Like I I didn't I don't think I really sold how much I love it when I was talking about it, but like I love Torghast and I'm going to really do a lot does. of Torghast and I do not want to have to play Hunter in Torghast currently the way it is it is built. 
Okay. No, I and that's fair. You, you want to play marksman. You don't want to be a pet class hunter. So that have makes you, sense. Have you feedbacked it? Uh, no, because I just experienced it last night, and I don't quite. I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think the feedback is going to make a difference. Uh, honestly, if I'm being realistic with you, because again, hunter is basically a pet class. Could I run around as marksman with a pet out and do ten percent less damage, and then have something to misdirect? I, yeah, but I don't want to. I right? don't that's, think. But I think what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, like, I don't think that's what Blizz. I think Blizz wants to hear that because then they. It's possible that they could iterate on it, and it's like, okay, if you're marksman, these abilities don't show up. These these talents don't show up. And this uh, is yeah, where... I mean, I suppose that's possible, but I also don't think there are enough abilities <laughs> currently that they could remove any of that, unless See, I'm just very unlucky. And this is where I was going to interject, and going way back, Gab, you said, do you fear this becoming Islands 2.0? No, but there are a lot of concerns, and my biggest concern is too many of the abilities you get are based on you being a warrior not you being a fury warrior like a lot of the shaman ones are like well this buffs this okay well that's great for resto and for oh, elemental yeah. but it sucks for enhancement but i'm so, a punchy boy yeah yeah so they need to look at stuff like that and there's been plenty of feedback given on things like that but that is one of my biggest concerns and one of the things that could draw me away from Torghast. I'm a prop warrior. I am not arms. So, or I'm Fury. So why are you giving me this thing that's buffing slam? I don't use slam. Slam is just there because, oh, look, I'm in Torghast and got something that buffed my slam power. Okay. So, so there is a lot more of a concern than the semi-unconditional love that y'all have been talking about uh, oh, inherited. Oh, I mean, there's there's concern in every aspect of the game. But I think, you know, in terms of fun factor and regardless as to whether or not it's completely polished, I think it's going to be loved by many, except for those that really just like to be mad about stuff. And you know who you are, people. Like me, right? People <laughs> just like to be. It's it's trendy to be mad. If you get mad about everything, you're just effectively a hipster now. Like that's that's what it is, right? I disagree with that, but I understand what you're saying. I know you would because you don't want to be called a hipster. I get it, but you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Um, I, I, I have been mad since I was a child, sir. You can kindly <laughs> fuck off. Um, but I get okay. what you're saying. I understand okay, wait, what you're saying. Isn't I, that like the most hipster of things to say? I was this before it was this. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I've been mad since I was a child. Um, but I get what you're saying. I, I, I disagree that they are complaining for the sake of complaining. Because there I might, are a lot of people that complain just to complain. I know, but it's disingenuous to say that everybody who's complaining is complaining for the sake of complaining. Oh, Nobody I don't think everybody. everybody. Nobody said everybody. But, but there is a percentage of people that are going to bitch just for the sake of bitching. Yes, there will yeah. be. There's always going to be people who bitch for the sake of bitching. Um, but I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy Torghast. I think the good of thing, uh, I, I think all of the good in Torghast severely outweighs the bad, but there are some bad things that just feel really and shitty. I, 
I, I will tell you right now, I have always hated being pigeonholed into being a specific class or playing a game of specific way. I and, hate that. And that's part of the problem because some of it, some of, some of the game, it is that. Like, I feel, honestly, I feel like when you're playing Warrior, like you're playing Warrior. But like something like Hunter has very different play styles, right? You have Melee Hunter. Um, and I won't even try that. Sorry. Uh, but there, you know, Beastmaster and then Marksman, like Marksman does not use a pet, you know, no, 99% of the time. It's, it's, it's like being a frost mage. There's a lot of different kinds of frost mage. You have a lonely winter frost mage. You have elemental frost mage. You have glacial spike frost mage. There's a lot of different ways. You have frozen orb build. There's a lot of different ways to play frost mage. And it's like, I don't want to be, I don't want the game to tell me this is the only way to play it. Like, yeah, if I don't want to be in a frozen orb build, I don't want the game to give me two frozen orb options in Torghast. Well, see, and in, and in Torghast, that's just something you have to accept because the powers that are generated for you are random. But I think some of those powers need to be less class-based and more spec-based. Because like I said, mm -hmm. for the most part, when you're going in there as, again, I'll use Warrior, that way Vil can speak on this as well, you'll go in there as a Fury Warrior, and like I said, you'll see like, well, this buffs slam or this gives you more movement speed. Okay, well, as a Fury Warrior, I'm not taking that Slam one because Slam doesn't belong on my fucking bar as a Fury Warrior. So I'll right. just take the movement speed. But if you're playing ARMS, you're going to... Okay, Slam's good for me. Maybe I'll pick up the Slam, but I would yeah. rather move fast. I actually want to speak on that a little bit. I think... Um, I, I don't actually think you're entirely correct. Um, I think that ability I would attribute uh, to something like shattering throw doing 10,000% more damage, right? It's like, you're not going to actively use slam, but that ability or that power stacks up a hundred times, right? So you go in and you're ready to fight a boss and you hit slam once and it does half of his health and damage. That I think is the intended use of it. Um, I think it actually has value as a uh, fury warrior, but only in Torghast specifically. Yeah. But then okay, the counter side to that is you use slam actively as arms. So mm. then you're not, not okay. really. Sorry, go ahead. You do. That, that's kind of your filler spell. Whirlwind. Generally, you will, you might use some slam, but at the, well, at least at the moment. So, so on live currently, you don't touch slam at all and you just whirlwind because you have so much rage. But the counter to that is now at the beginning of an expansion, you're going to be rage starved for the next two full patches, right? So you're not going to slam very much either unless you somehow happen to get to 100 rage. And if you're doing that, you're probably not pushing your buttons. So Sure, but you'd use slam before you'd use whirlwind because whirlwind's even more rage. Yes. So yes. then you're not even getting those 100 stacks or what have you before you're using that slam, in theory. I, I'm just mainly saying that they need to focus. I think they need to add a little bit more focus to spec rather than just class. I don't. I don't disagree at all. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that point in the slightest. Again, some some class abilities I'm fine with. Like, I mean, the shout ones are kind of silly, and I don't. Those very much to me seem like yeah. If you're going in here as prot, you're probably going to use the shit out of some of those shout abilities. But the rest of them, you're just like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to skip that. Oh, I don't have a choice. Whatever. Give it to me. It'll just never be used. Right. Okay. So we, we, have, we have a bit of a uh, disagreement there. Nothing big, but uh, 
it's interesting to go through that. It's interesting to hear that sort of like two differing sides of the same coin kind of thing. Um, so I think I like the concept of Torghast on. I, I like the cover of the book. I'm not sure how I feel about Torghast in in the experience. Like I, I don't like being told how I should play my play my game. I'm one of those people. I don't care about progress. I just want to play the game and have fun and do it my way. So Torghast might not be for me. Which is sad because it seems like it's not an integral portion of the game, but it seems like it is a good... Um... It is going to be 100% integral. Yeah. If you want your legendaries, you have to do Torghast. Well, see, there you go. So that doesn't make me happy. Because but I don't... The God. amount of currency you can earn is going to be capped, so you might only have to do, I don't know, like, for instance, you have to do two runs, whatever. I, I don't know what the number is going to be. I don't know what the cap's going to be or the payout, stuff like that. So you might have to do two runs. And again, a lot of it's going to be, it, most of the abilities they give you that, like, affect you in that way, they're usually pretty fun. So you might not like playing Frost Orb Mage. You want to play Glacial Spike. But when you get the chance to fire off, again, I don't play a mage. I don't know the powers. Don't quote me on this. But like okay. your frozen orb now roots them in place and does more damage. While And since they're rooted, then like your ice lances will now do their like basically it treats them as if they're frozen kind of shit. Again, I don't know if that's a power, but like things like that. They're fun. Very rarely do you see a power in Torghast and go, oh, that's stupid. Like, there's one hunter one that every time you disengage, it increases your running speed up to 30 times. And it doesn't go away. So basically, like, anytime I get that one, I'm like, yeah, fast run. And every time disengage resets, I disengage because it ups my run speed, ups my run speed. It's great. <laughs> so, I mean, I, again, I see what you're saying, Gav. I do understand. But I, I think that you'll realize that it's it's just it's just fun it, it's really just stupid fun yeah i and will tell you that i hate chores it, it doesn't feel chory at all at all i i don't if I, have, find... if I have to do it if i have to do it for my legendaries it becomes a chore carrie says gav it's an arcade game it doesn't feel like a chore i yeah. will give it fair shot i will give it a fair shot i'm not saying i won't but Ooh, i am I am a I am a known contrarian. All right. You never No. I am a known contrarian and I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Shut the fuck up, Carrie. <laughs> um, and Carrie now insert sip tea. Yeah. <laughs> um I am a known contrarian. Um I am not wows 100% target audience i am not <laughs> um as as opposed to have this sounding like a challenge i would be shocked if you played multiple runs of torghast if you did not enjoy the majority of them i would yeah. honestly be shocked see now that you've said it i'm just going to be a contrarian that's why i said not offering it as a challenge i know but it's challenge 
Um, no, like I said, I mean, I'm going to give Torghast a fair shake. I I didn't know how I felt about the Greater Rift experience when I first started playing, when I when Greater Rifts became a thing in Diablo 3. I ended up loving them. I loved Greater Rifts. But that was because I always felt like I had a freedom inside of it. I always felt like I was free inside of a Greater Rift to do whatever I wanted. So... I, I like I said, I will give it a fair shake. I will give it a fair shot. I'm not against the concept of it. I just I'm always worried about island expeditions or scenarios or the next big system that's supposed to change how things go. And it visions doesn't what? visions. Yeah, it's the next big thing. And it, this is going to change how you play the game. And I'm always wary of it. Very incredibly wary of it. I liked scenarios. I liked heroic scenarios. Those were pretty fun. I love scenarios. I was so sad when they took them out. You know how long it took for a queue in scenarios? One minute is DPS. No, when I was doing them, it took quite a while longer. And Neth, they're still around. They're still around. You can still go do scenarios. Oh, I know. But you can't do them through the queue system like you used to. So um, I'm always wary, and I have learned to mistrust Blizzard. So valid. But yeah, like I said, I, I will honestly be shocked if you give them like a legitimate chance and don't enjoy your time, at least most of the time in there. It's it's a giant arcade game and it, they're fun. So we're going to go over the last three that you all kind of mentioned uh, real quick. Um, balance. How do you all feel about the balance this so far? So, uh, Vil. Uh, well... Overall, Shadowlands. I mean, I think that we still have a lot of tuning left to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little concerned about how unbalanced some things feel. And I don't mean necessarily specifically like damage tuning because that's its own beast, right? But like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it, like, I don't know. I keep using Warrior as an example because it's my primary um, class that I, I play, right? But like, I. I feel like I cannot play arms currently, which is my mm-hmm. my choice because uh, rage generation is not balanced. Um, I feel like the person that designed warrior kind of doesn't understand what the spec was and like it's it's excels at two target right like two target cleave um, <clears throat> is what arms warrior excels at specifically, and they're making you choose between. Um, doing you know a small amount of aoe on a large group or uh two target cleave because if you choose if you choose the ability cleave it removes your two target cleave which then also nerfs your ability to do aoe damage by using sweeping strikes which is your two target cleave and overpower that shoots like a line of damage towards the group so you're you're effectively useless <laughs> in one or the other situation covenant abilities Um, what yeah Hmm. covenant abilities what yeah but there's no option honestly for covenant abilities in my opinion for warrior as they sit currently so now you're saying that as one percent mythic elite right right i am saying that as somebody that wants to be the best is a fish no well no i want to be as efficient as possible in all situations Okay. Right. So, so I mean, hands down, I think if you're talking about 1%, I think um, 
if I were to speak honestly about it, I would say uh, Condemn is probably your single best ability as Fury. As Arms, you could probably go with the Crit or Condemn. And mm -hmm. for Tank, it's probably Kyrian, whatever that ability is called. I still think it is. And for PvP, I also think it's Kyrian. Um, if we're being completely honest, despite the damage loss, I think, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, think for PvP, is I good. think right. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Anyway, okay. All right, um, Kevin. I'm sorry. Uh, did you have any questions for them about Torghast or Balance or anything like that? No, not really. I'm just listening to the conversation. Okay. Um. So, Neff, uh, how do you feel about Balance so far? Um. I'm probably not really one to ask because I only play Hunter, but I, I've well, how do you feel about how do you feel about Hunter Balance? Have you tried the other specs or have you just been the one spec? I tried Marksman a little bit, but I like my pack classes, so I've been pretty much rocking the Beast Mastery. And well, I don't touch survival because fuck melee. How <laughs> have you felt how have you felt about it uh comparative to live? How have you felt about I like Beastmaster no, versus I'm, live? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to have um, some of the talents that are coming back. I'm super fucking happy to have back because I was pissed as hell when they took them. So it's nice to see them coming back. But yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm 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 one of those people though that I'm not really the one to ask for balance. I've mained a hunter the entire fucking time, even when people have like complained that oh my god, it's so fucked up, blah blah blah. I, I'm still on my hunter. I don't care. It's right. what I find fun. Okay. Uh, Seth, how are you feeling about the ballot so far? Um, yeah, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so you had a couple other things in here, but I actually kind of wanted to talk about something else real quick. Um, so the unpruning. How have you all felt about that? Um, Seth? I think they're bringing a lot of ability. Some of the abilities they're bringing back are nice. Um, some of them I think are just very very pointless and i don't understand why like as a as a frost death knight i get remorseless winter that was kind of their replacement for death and decay they now have death and decay as well as remorseless winter why uh, uh, uh. um but when you talk about like giving some classes back some of their uh like their defensives and trank things shot. like that yeah trank I shot. my trank shot back so fucking happy yeah things like that okay i and i can understand that makes sense but like some of the abilities they're bringing back i just don't get it like again going back to what bill and i were talking about earlier slam for a fury warrior that why that, that it makes no sense like i i see kind of what you're doing but it's pointless mm -hmm. I think the sense might actually be <clears throat> while we're bringing back these abilities for other classes, we have to come up with something, you know, for everyone. We can't just mm -hmm. show love to some people. And I get that. I mean, I get that. But at the same point, it's just like, eh, why? That's that makes no sense to me. I mean, I understand. Yeah, I, I get it. Neth, of course, you've already mentioned you've got Trank Shot back. Um, I'll bring up from a mage perspective. I'll bring up from a mage perspective. They've brought back Alter Time, but it's a neutered version of Alter Time. Also, Arcane Explosion for all specs. Because Arcane Explosion? Whatever. 
for all specs, I'm actually quite happy about um, because that makes running old things easier. Because as a Frost Mage, I have to hard cast stuff or Ice Lance everything as I'm running past it. It's also reasonable for PvP to pop stealthy. Pop stealthies, yeah. Stealth. Rather than sitting in the middle of your uh, Blizzard and just chain casting Blizzard. Um, but yeah, it's like they brought Alter Time back, but it's not the original Alter Time. So Alter Time originally reset all of your cooldowns and well, it took you back to literally where you were at that state. So if you had cooldowns available, if you had full health, full mana, it brought you back literally to that exact same state. The new Alter Time only affects your health and your mana. Yay, that's yay. It's a defensive cooldown now. It's gone from a yeah, yeah, and I believe Carrie is bringing up a fact, and I was going to mention this, but yeah, the original Ultra Time was broken as fuck. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You could it do was, stupid things with that. You could do real dumb shit with that. Um, but I mean, I, I, they say they're unpruning all these abilities, but they're bringing them back in some changed states sometimes. And I don't know how I feel about that exactly. I, I um. Hmm. My question is actually unrelated to. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't think anybody here can answer it for me. I was watching um, a streamer uh, PvP as mage, and he used altered time and died before it went off. My question is, can you have a cancel or a macro that would remove the buff and pull you back sooner? Uh, even if you're stunned no so can't so alter time is a it it's 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 like tracers rewind yeah you have to trigger it and you could theoretically write a cancel uh uh write a weak aura for it that or a or a macro for it that would allow you to bounce back like a trigger but like the whole purpose of it was is really just as a you're being chased. This helps you juke somebody. You're being chased and you hit your button and you're back to full health and you can try to 1v1 them from a different angle kind of thing. They have You have distance on them now kind of thing. Um, and didn't they hmm? have that in PvP for a while? Like, wasn't yes. it a PvP only? And it, it was... I don't think you could cancel it. I thought it was if you killed them before Altered Time disappeared, they just died. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it's... So it's not a... It's not a um, it's not something that when the buff goes away, alter time stops, alter time kicks in. It's a thing where when it runs its course, it runs its course. If it doesn't run its course, it doesn't, it fizzles basically. I guess. Anyway, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I don't know. thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I miss old ultra time. I really miss old ultra time. It was fun and broken. Three minute mage what? Extremely broken. Three minute mage what? Oh, presence of mind pyroblast. Uh, I miss those days. Don't forget the rune of power first. Oh yeah, rune of power, presence of mind, uh, pyroblast, then alter time, presence of mind, rune of power, power blast. Just delete someone from reality. <laughs> um, yep. Yep, three minute mages, man. Three minute mages were a thing. Yeah, nuclear launch detected. Um, so uh, we'll go over these last two really quick because we are starting to run 
run run long on time at the moment. But um, so fun factor, like, do you all as a group? Let me just get a group answer. Do you all feel that Shadowlands, as it stands currently, is fun? Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. Is there anything in there that is make that you all have gone? That's not fun. Only the obvious thing that, um, again, it's not going to affect most of the player base. It's the, the whole covenant situation. Like it. Oh God! It just annoys me. I assume your answer is going to be similar, Bill. I actually don't think the covenants are not fun. I just think it's going to be frustrating having to choose. Yeah, I, I suppose I should word it that exact same way. Because like, like most of the abilities, even the abilities that are crap, they're they're fun to use. They're fun little abilities. Which but, I think is part of the problem. Yeah, they're fun. You want to use them all. You mm-hmm. can't. You can't choose between them. Yeah, I just want to be able to collect all the things and use all the things. And finally, something that's always close, near and dear to my heart, dungeons. The ones I have played are amazing. Yeah. I'm not just saying this because Carrie's listening. I absolutely, my favorite so far is the other side. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Same. Actually, though. I, I... I fucking loved Blonde Samney the whole way through current at like the fact that we still get to interact with them, even if it's just through just that dungeon is just makes me a very happy person. Um, I he's uh, he uh, there's a uh, I have uh, Samney just makes me feel kind of there. He's kind of sus. All right. He's, he's a little on the sus side for me. Oh, 100 percent. Dude is conniving as all hell. Dude is 100% sus on me. I, I don't trust him, and I uh, hate, I hate. Uh, yeah. Terry says read the book. He's not sus anymore. I don't know. Fast-talking Jamaican grifter. <laughs> Story being, <laughs> stories being told through multiple mediums that most people will never interact with. What? Um, so... <laughs> So generally what I'm taking away from this and Kevin, you can disagree with me at any point here. And I I feel like you all are saying that overall you're happy with how the expansion is shaping up. I think, yeah, I think, I think my point would be like, you may not love everything and there are definitely problems, but playing it is fun. And that's important. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, Neff. Yeah. Agreed. Um, you know, when BFA, was first coming out and I was in a lot of the alpha and beta for that one. They made a lot of promises, a lot of promises. And currently they're doing a lot better with taking feedback, um, communicating what's going on. Um, I'm still reserving judgment somewhat, but I would find it very difficult to say at this point that Shadowlands is going to be a bad expansion. We said the same thing about BFA. I did not. I also did not. <laughs> the general consensus is that was that BFA was going to be a savior. A lot See, of and I, I, I was so concerned, and it was to me, it was always Azerite will fix everything. Azerite will fix everything. The stuff you're missing, yeah, Azerite will do that. And then when they gave us like a week to test it, 
I was just like, yeah, no, this is this is not going to end well. So I, again, I wasn't on that boat. I I know a lot of people were for BFA. I was not on that boat. I was concerned. Like again, I spent a lot of time in the alpha and beta for that game. All right. So general consensus seems to be that um, we're cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Yep. Sound right, Neth? Sure. All right. Kevin, did you have anything else you wanted to ask them or talk to them about any, at all? Um, best thing, worst thing? Steph. Best thing, worst thing. Um, ooh. For the best thing, uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with them making some of the changes that they're making in Mythic Pluses with affixes and the way some of the things are being done in there. Because I, I Mythic Plus and rating is what I do. That's what I enjoy. Uh, the worst thing for me and I think it's probably going to be fairly common, is Covenant Balance. All right. Uh, Phil? Um, it's hard to really choose just one thing that is best, because um, I agree with Seth. I, I like what they're doing with dungeons, but, I mean, in terms of if we're looking at Fun Factor, I really like uh, Torghast, so I would say Torghast. Okay. All right. Um, Neff? That's hey, what's word. his worst thing? Oh, yeah. What's your worst mm. thing? Covenant balance. Covenant balance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He, he said he agreed with you, so I assumed that was his worst. Uh, mm. no. uh, best Torghast. Um, worst. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to agree with them on the covenant balance, even though it's not really going to be something that hugely affects me, given that I'm not going to be doing a lot of the stuff that they're doing, but it's still going to affect because I want to be able to do next expansion. I want to be able to do mythic pluses with you guys at higher levels, which means I am going to kind of be tied to what I need to pick, which does kind of frustrate me. I won't. Y'all can kick me if you want. Um, <laughs> wildly. Bye-bye. Well, not really my friends. If you don't want to play with me as I want to be, um, Yep, I accept that. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit heel. Um, so, Kevin, anything else that you wanted to uh, input on that? Um, looking forward to leveling, not looking forward to making a lifelong decision to a covenant. Again, for you, I don't see it being an issue. It's not gonna be you're an issue you're not going to be rating Kevin, so you can pick what, like, yeah, like it's. Like, and even What's if he the, is rating, right. he'll be fine. Pick whatever. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be rating at mythic level. Yeah. And even if you're rating at mythic level, if say, you're not one of these like these super cutting edge, like top 100, 200, you don't, it doesn't matter. No, unless you have the mindset of, I feel like I'm hurting myself by not doing that. And you're rating, like, say, Mythic, like a minimum of Mythic or pushing higher Mythic keys, unless you have that mindset that this is hurting me, I could do better if, then it doesn't matter. If you're See, rating Heroic, I'm, it's fine. If you're doing I'm Mythic 15, it's fine. For me, I'm less concerned about if it hurts me or not, and if it hurts the group that I'm running with. If me not picking a certain thing is going to hurt the group, 
then I'm more likely to pick the thing that's going to benefit the group. But that's then you're fine. Me. Then you are 100% fine. Play what you want. Mm -hmm. Most what, what they're saying is that most of the covenants are not going to be detrimental to have. It's just if you are trying to be in that yeah top 200, top 100, 1%, whatever you want to call it, that's when it becomes you have to do this. And again, it's yeah, if it's if you're playing that high, it matters. And like I said, if you're doing mythics and high mythic plus keys, like beyond 15s, and you have the mindset that this is hurting me, this will affect my performance, this will affect the group's performance, then yes, it will bother you. But again, everyone in this chat, excluding maybe villain myself, it doesn't matter. And even for villain I, it doesn't really matter. But we have that mindset of I could be doing better if exactly um yeah and it's like it's me i don't really give a shit i don't because i don't raid i don't do any of that stuff so yeah i'm gonna pick what's flavorful i'm gonna pick what interests me the most yeah what story you want to see what mount you want which of the transmogs look coolest to you that is what the average person should take away from this do that you are going to be 100 fine mm -hmm. And I mean, I think even up based on what I'm seeing, it's like even up through up through into 15, like in the very beginning, yes, you're going to need to pick specific things if you're pushing 15s, like undergeared 15s. But I think that once it settles out a little bit, I think even up going up to like the 10s and 15s, like the mid early mid teens, it's still going to be fine to pick whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it is. And like I said, even at like until you start pushing close to the 20s, then it doesn't matter. And really, at that point, there's no real reason. Yeah, I, I, I just, I again, I keep going back to just feeling bummed that I can't play with all of it because some of it doesn't feel super useful, but would be really fun. I think, I think Preach talked about this, but I had the the opportunity to sort of mess with it myself, and I think it was the Necro Lord ability uh, for Death Knight that just like grips you nonstop. For, for oh my like, God. It's so like fun. It's so fun, but completely useless in anything other than like maybe PVP. Like, it's, it's really fun. Well, it's hilarious. And the thing uh, I have to bring this up because I just remembered it because I logged on my rogue, the rogue ability for Arden wield is neat. You apply a poison. It's a nice damage poison. I believe it's called sepsis. But if sepsis runs its course and the mob doesn't die, you vanish. So if you're fighting an elite and you put that poison on there and it doesn't kill the elite, you vanish and the mob fucking resets. Are you kidding me? That's stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We've run real long today. So um, final thoughts, Kevin. Um. If they do this, if they do decide to do something like Mechagon again, where there's like some kind of a major Mega meta achievement, maybe release it at the beginning of the expansion, no, not at the end. Nope, nope, nope. They need to release or, it, at the end. or because never release you, it at all. That's how you keep people engaged, Kevin. Um, that's how you keep people engaged. That's just how it works. Um, Neth, I can't wait for pre-patch and i'm looking forward to doing more secret stuff uh sephiroth oh god just just please covenants i don't want to get on the whole hashtag pull the cord thing but just understand that Constantly. what you're thinking 
it doesn't necessarily apply and the community sets the rules, not you guys. Uh, Villonic. Sure. Um, I'm going to actually echo Kevin here. If you um, create a long series of achievements to get a mount, please don't tie 90% of those things to low drop rate RNG uh, once a day. (laughs) Once a week. Once a week, yeah. King, thanks. I hate you, whoever came up with that. You motherfuckers. Um, (laughs) My final thought is uh, hashtag grip it and rip it. Hashtag let her rip. Hashtag free the nibble. (laughs) Agreed Um, on all counts. Agreed on all counts. (laughs) Do that or don't do that. You all know how this goes. Uh, Seth, we're going to start with you. Um, do your PTR and beta testings. They are tests. They're not demos. Test and Good. give feedback. Good man. Uh, Neff. Exactly what he said. Don't just treat it as a trial run of the game. You're there to fucking test shit. So test shit. Uh, um, Bill. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I would say... In terms of a do, if you see me in uh, arena with you, just fall over and die. Okay, thanks. What? <sighs> um, my he 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 wants his gladiator mount. <laughs> he wants the glad mount. I really do. It's so good looking. <laughs> Thank you, whoever came up with it. <laughs> um, my do that or don't do that is um. I got nothing. Kevin? <laughs> announce rares. <laughs> Do announce rares. <laughs> oh, good. okay. So we've got a pair of guests here today. So, Seth, go ahead and take uh, 30 seconds, man, and uh, plug your shit, dude. Um, Sephiroth on uh, Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Sephiroth. S-E-P-H-I-R-O-H-T. My internet seems to have stabilized, so I should be able to get back into streaming. Expect Yay! World of Warcraft, expect random game, expect cyberpunk, lots, lots of cyberpunk, um, Corpo first playthrough. If you're not doing that, fuck you. I don't care. Okay. Um, Vil, go ahead and plug your shit, dude. Uh, yep. You can find me at uh, Twitch TV uh, slash Volonic and on Twitter at that Volonic guy. All right, so those are our esteemed, wonderful, wonderful guests today. That's going to be the show for this week, folks. Talk to us during the week. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat with a K. Chris, of course, who is not here this week, is at Akari underscore Mag. I, of course, am at Gavril. That's two eyes, one L underscore E-T. Neth is at Nethwinch. Seth. Which? Uh, Twitter. Yes. Twitter. Twitter. Uh, also at Sephiroth, S-E-P-H-I-R-O-H-T. Um, and Vil. At that Volana guy. At that Volana guy. So send us an email. Say feedback at AzerothCTC.com. We love to hear from you. Join us on Saturdays when we record and stream the show here live on Twitch.tv slash For links to today's show, you can visit the website at www.AzerothCTC.com. Shoot us a review, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. However it is, you pour these sweet, sonorous tones deep into your ears. This isn't what I wrote, but say feel better, Chris, boys and girls. Feel better, feel better Chris. Chris. Yeah, f- feel better, Chris. Hey there, I'm Nick, or Nah for short. My guild, the Outcasts on Area 52, are planning to run a charity event that we're calling Shady Wish. 
in honor of our guilty Shady, who sadly passed away in 2019. This is the second charity event the Outcasts have done, as we did the same for a guildie named Egon in 2016. His event, as some of you may remember, was called Moosawish, and raised over $6,000 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which was donated in his memory. Shady loved animals, and we felt it only appropriate that this event raise funds for a charity he would have loved to support. And so, we are carrying people through Heroic Nazoth to help bring attention to our fundraising efforts. Keep an eye out on r slash wow subreddit for the upcoming post with all the relevant information, and I hope to see you in there.